I always forget how Dave normally does this. It, it, just, just forget how Dave does it. And... Fuck him. Jesus. And welcome to episode 52 of the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by Matt Murray. Hello. And special guests, Leon Cox. Here come the Bants police. And Darren Gargett. Dry as my sponge because I don't wash much. Good. Mm. Um, so That's Dave's that. not here um, this week. Did he? I can't remember if he actually said on the last show or not. Did he warn everyone? Um, Matt, I, I don't know either, but... This is Broadchurch related, isn't it? I'm a fan of Broadchurch, and I'm not watching it. What the fuck? <laughs> and he's not a fan, but he's not. He's, yeah, forget it. But if, if, if he exiled called in, from the living room. If, if, sorry, if, if James or, or one of you called in sick for Broadchurch, he he would spend forty five minutes of the next though, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, one of the previous weeks, he blamed Broadchurch for the reason I wasn't on that, and it wasn't even that. <laughs> it's, it's shocking. What a hypocrite, Jesus. Um, so yeah, and then a couple of days later, James just sort of said, oh yeah, I don't think I can do it either. He said yeah. he might get called somewhere for work, but he never actually said if he did or not. They're watching board church together, holding yeah, hands. Jesus. Holding hands. Awkwardly positioned on Dave's sofa, trying to get the angle right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving the TV first. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm up on all the, uh, I'm up on all the, all the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so what we thought we'd do, because basically we were left with the only two cast members who were too meek to do anything about the TCGS versus Kane and Rince beef, and um, we'd have two <laughs> members of Kane and Rince on. The beef is real. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, you've extended an olive branch. Um, yeah, which because... Dave will snatch away next week, so yes. don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, and um, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just quietly fuming here at some of the things that have been said, but you know. I was more angry finding out that Leon's on this show. I was like, yes, finally, going to spread my wings. Wicked. And then he's <laughs> sweeping in, like, behind me. Calm down. Come Darren. No, no. <laughs> Stop. Don't try and so be or anything like that. Oh, keep it, keep it sorry, serious. Sir. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, heaven forbid. I'm, I'm waiting um, for one of you to swear. I need that That's always my favourite bit of you yeah, guys being on like, any other show. It's, this is Kane and Rinse off duty. I'll crack, <laughs> I'll crack some proper swears out in a bit. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be C words all night. I, I mean, Ooh. if either of you do have a list of issues you've got with uh, the computer game show, it's a great time to maybe list them up. <laughs> know that you've come prepared. Um, well, it, it's mainly, I mean, it's the same issues as you've got yourselves, as a lot of it is uh, fart related. Yeah. Um, well, fact, fact, checking, oh, no, fact checking is an issue. Just saying yeah, stuff do that. that's like blatantly incorrect about video games and then we've go never and then, done and, that uh, we've never done that once <laughs> and then name dis- one time name and then, one episode we've and then done discuss that. it like like coming out with a with a statement that is factually wrong and then discussing it for for like 25 minutes rather than actually check it stuff stuff like that but yeah. have you have you got have you got some evidence for this I haven't. I haven't brought examples. I've been very busy this weekend. Oh, there's no actual evidence. So what you're saying is there's no actual evidence of okay. this claim. All right, next time I'll bring evidence for that one. But well, uh, yeah, so I'll have to. The, the time to bring evidence is now, Leon. And there's no evidence, so we'll we'll move okay. on. All right, that's yeah. that has never happened. Then that's never happened. Okay. That's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss it for 25 minutes and find no. out that it's a base of accusation. <laughs> um, we had any follow up, Matt? 
Um, well, th- this is the thing. So last week's show was very games orientated. There was very little mm. in the way of drama. And because Boring. of that, we- we've got very little follow-up. I'll give it a follow-up. <laughs> um, you- some of you may have heard of Athene Allen. She's a bit of a, you know, um, one, of our, one of our many poor listeners. But um, she comes back with a, a quite biting comment. Hi, guys. Bit of a bone to pick this week. I noticed you hadn't read any of my tweets. Let's be honest. They're a critical part of the structure of the show. I mean they're not a theme but i'll carry on i think many fans eagerly await uh the biggest fan um great quality questions from a theme i think they'll all be disappointed then we went on with somebody called combine hunter over a true pillar of the community now who's that um i mean i'll say one thing i mean like everyone listening you know, this is what happens when we don't get much feedback this is this is probably our own fault and for that we apologize we focused too much on games last week. Tomorrow was in. He was great. Loads of great stuff to talk about. We, 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 we kept the drama out for one week, and then this is what we're left with. One there'd, bit there'd of have a been, Allen feedback. <laughs> there'd have been some drama if I was there, though. Two things. One, D- Dave thinks it's all right to play Metal Slug 3 with the display just stretched out to 16.9. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Which Shocking. I can't, I, I can't do that. That's disgusting. Um, some, of the, some of the greatest pixel art ever committed to... Uh, exactly. To, no, some of the greatest pixel art ever, ratio, now bigger. Yeah. <laughs> now, now in so the wrong more, aspect more, ratio. More and there was the other love. thing. He was being arsy about the... I know, I'm just, I'm, this is pathetic. I'm just having to go at Dave while he's not here to shout at me. No, this is um, great. This is a perfect time when our, <laughs> The thing about when our birthday officially was, and he was saying I got the date wrong, mm. that's the date that's on Spong. That's the, the date that's on the first episode on the website. So uh, we need to have yeah. a word with Spong, if that's... Yeah, so Dave probably got confused with the day we recorded versus the day we released the first episode. Oh, possibly, yeah. But either way, uh, a fuck up. I mean, it, all, is, all it is very important. I, I bet Dave so, plays uh, those retro games with like a CRT filter on, thinking, oh, yeah, it's just like the old days, guys. It's brilliant. Better. I bet he plays snipper clips with the Joy Con grips off as well, so you have to press those shoulder buttons without the. Oh, he's one of them, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, but who's actually used those grips for more than two seconds? The, 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 um, oh, man, yeah, I, the, the, I put the one on back to front. And I shit myself for a good five, ten minutes because they don't come off normally. So then when you put one on the wrong Joy-Con and upside down, they definitely won't come off without How any... How do you do it upside down? How's that Because I was possible? so excited, you know, I was jumping <laughs> down on my bed. I was like, yes! And then it fell on there. It, just, it fell on. I didn't put it on. And then I was like, oh, yeah. flip. Like, this ain't coming off at all. And uh, I had to get my mum to help me out. Yeah, Amazing. I, I had a similar thing. So I, I hadn't, I haven't taken her straps out of the package in for you know for for ages. I brought mm. my switch in, and um, a guy's like, "Oh, let's let's have a look." And we played a bit of RMX, and mm. um, I was like, oh, "I want to get your straps out." And I was like, "But be careful. There's loads of ways. You know, I've seen loads of videos. Everyone putting them in the wrong way. It'd be a total nightmare. Let, let, let's not do that." So we, we we saw the pluses, we saw the minuses. I I set mine in, bang, fine. He set in his, he set his in. And it's like this isn't quite going in properly, and he had put it upside down mm, i was like fuck. i can't believe you've done that chris and then he, he was like shitting his pants thinking he'll have yeah. to like go to like to town to buy me a 70 pound new controller um and <laughs> yes. i was like don't, don't worry about it it's fine you go away and let's, let's go back to work and i'll i'll fix this and yeah like, and then he came back so I'm, i've watched a video this is what you do you you print you press this white bit down and you jam it out and yeah so i haven't used those, about? You haven't used a, those straps since it's a lock isn't it that white thing it is. But it's yeah, about it is, as much yeah. of a lock as it is in like a water bottle that you've bought, and you know you could just bust it open just by brute force. <laughs> yeah. That's not a lock. Yeah. Like a lock is like metallic and you know decent looking. That just looks like something. It's a that, switch. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those Joy-Con grips are weird. 
Yeah, I, I, I get my switch back tomorrow. Actually, finally. So oh, all your Wii, I was going to say, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but all still my Wii. No word if you're actually getting your saves. <laughs> no, I, I, but what? I, I didn't get a text message. I just got an email saying your Wii is dispatched, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'll receive it on Tuesday. Confidence. So, I mean, it's, it's, so they say like. The way they sort of present it is, oh, we've managed to transfer your saves or whatever. But obviously, presumably what's just happening is it's just a toss-up of whether they've repaired the existing unit or have they just sent you a new one. Yeah, exactly, right? yeah. That's, so that's um, actually... I hope it's the same one because I can't be bothered to put a screen protector on again. Well, it's yeah, a Wii. Fuck that. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, if it's a Wii, it's, I mean, it's a great console, Wii. I don't mind so much. But yeah, I, yeah the, the email was just totally Reliable. totally basic and just said Wii's <laughs> dispatched. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, hopefully tomorrow I'll have my save file. But if because not everyone, uh, you know, loads of people on Reddit have said they've got their spare covers, haven't. So who mm. knows? We'll, we'll just hope to God tomorrow when I get my a machine, I have a Zelda save on it. It's typical yeah, Nintendo, yeah, yeah, isn't it? They, they do something so like nice and generous and like, yeah, I'll fix your shit, mate. Don't worry. But then they send you back. We're sending you a Wii back, and then you're like, oh man, this is like <laughs> Mario Kart Eight can... without time trials or battle mode. You're like, come on, do it right, you dick. You're halfway it's, there. It's so, <laughs> it's so sloppy. Like, I, I'm sure I said in the show uh, previously when um, when I rang up to to inquire about the about getting my machine fixed, and they said, yeah, we'll send you the details. And the and the the PDF you get, it says, you know, make sure you back up your saves to SD card. It's like this is written for free. Yes, like how have you not updated the PDF to Centipede to mention Switch? And you know the email is the same. We a guy at work, his email said we you. It's like when he's just thinking of getting his Joy-Con fixed. It's it's crazy. I'd complain. <laughs> you're only getting a Wii then. Yeah, well, well but it's a, it's a shocking. Like how have they not updated that stuff? I know you have, everyone can say oh it's Nintendo, but come on. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Speaking of Nintendo being a bit weird and embarrassing, news. Yes. Um, <laughs> Nintendo are discontinuing uh, the classic mini NES. Fucking hell. Like, what the strange. hell? Ever since mm. this came out, right, nothing has been positive other than it's dinky. And you're like, well, can you buy it? No. Oh, you can't buy it at all now. <laughs> Fuck. You're like, oh, come on. Jesus. Like, <laughs> that's, just, that's just it. Is they're, they're still selling, right? You just you can't get hold of one. They're, they're still really hard to find um, and they're, they're discontinuing it. Now, they haven't said this, but suspicions are that it's basically because people were figuring out how to hack it, right? But, and running other stuff on but it. But they left a message in the code, like, saying, if you hack me, take care of me. So they kind of, they were expecting they? it. Yeah, like the, nice. the developer, I don't know, some guy who worked on it, left a little yeah. Japanese message in the text file saying, please look after me. And obviously expecting yeah. people to bust it open and find it. So maybe it's a, a difference between the man who made it versus the businessmen in the offices who are selling it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it just seems mad. Like, I mean, I never had any interest in it but it was selling so why would you just yeah, discontinue it, 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 was, it? <laughs> it it was selling is going for ridiculous money on ebay i mean is yeah. this because they want to sell their same games on switch <laughs> and like or what yeah. i mean if it's if, obviously they said they've had supply issues and in a perfect world they would have made you know way 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 more uh, mm. uh many more to sell and sold loads and made more money but they haven't so if they just thought sod this let's just focus on development for this the mini snes or are they mm. trying to just say let's pull these games pull these off the shelf well no, they're not on shelf but let's stop selling these things <laughs> so we can sell them on switch stop I mean, putting them on the shelves yeah. it's uh i don't know it feels a, a the whole idea of stopping selling because those games will be selling on Switch doesn't feel like the like is it. I don't think that can be the theme because this isn't mm. the, just about having the games. It's about having a cool little mini NES, uh, at least for me. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, virtual console stuff has been available on past consoles 
mm. anyway, and they still brought this out. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange. Sense. I ran Very this. Uh, I put this story on our Facebook page, uh, and I won't mm-hmm. I won't name the person who put this comment, but uh, I suspect this is probably uh, sort of sums up a lot of people's feelings. Uh, I I think they didn't want to sell many. They'd rather you bought from the Nintendo eStore. That's why they wanted to create the scarcity problem. Typical Nintendo shitting on their fan base. As much as I'd love to play Breath of the Wild, I think I'm done with Nintendo. I oh. can't support them any longer. And then we closed our Facebook yeah. down. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which I thought was a bit extreme, but I'm always loath to kind of really do the, the, the amateur video game podcast thing of like laying into multi-billion dollar companies as if I know better. Because if mm-hmm. I did, why aren't I a multi-billionaire company director? <laughs> but there are sometimes, I'm not denying that there are sometimes there are disappointing decisions that make you think, oh, that's, it's that's the um, It's the half story with Nintendo. They'll always give you half a story and never really... Mm. F- follow through with the rest like like you, you're getting on online service for your switch yeah wicked when i don't know how's it gonna work we don't know and you're like oh man well why can't we get this no there's me anymore we don't know you're like oh fucking hell just give me the full story just give me some honesty like their um, yeah. obfuscating information is just it's, sometimes it's really infuriating and i've never had an interest in NES mini because i don't really like the NES as a platform i think you know i've always had this this <laughs> like i don't actually think many NES games are very good uh, you know mega man 2 and all the all the obvious ones are obviously like yeah. you know good but sight bike yeah, yeah. i'd say there's some good stuff on that NES mini and yeah. and it's nice but there are a couple of hardware issues with that as well the length of things and that was mad. Um, that was um, but yeah like i didn't particularly want one because there are so many other ways in which i can play those games uh but yeah. no i'm i'm like i don't have nes nostalgia because i didn't have one at the time so i've only ever played mm. the, the, those games in retrospect but i do think there are some you know stone cold classics on the system mm. but mm. Uh, you know i would have been i would have I, I had no intention of paying over the odds or, or, or queuing up for pre-orders. But if they did a Super Nintendo one, things might have been different. I'd, yeah. I think I'd I prefer that over an N64 Mini. Like, imagine reliving the N64 and going, oh, man, what's going you, on? You've been <laughs> doing not... that, as we shall hear in uh, what you've been playing lately. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I know is almost certainly coming. And I'd be much more interested in picking up one of those than one of these. Uh, yeah. And I imagine Benny Snares will be even more popular. So hopefully they just trying to sort out uh, yeah. production now yeah 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 I've, I've got a conspiracy um, theory that it's actually just like two people making stuff for Nintendo and it's either them or the Switches so they have to make the Switches <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're about to move over mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, right on the up um, there's Nintendo Direct last week and <laughs> it was alright because um, they we, they were a bit weird about it, weren't they? Because initially they said, "Oh yeah, it's going to be about Switch and the 3DS," and then sort of the day before, it was very much like it is basically just about Arms and Splatoon two. Um, but then we actually got quite a lot of other stuff as well. Mm. Um, they announced a few more um, Neo Geo games coming to the Switch. Or well, they showed they they highlighted Samurai Showdown four, but then they showed clips. Of a few other games, including Gary Mark of the Wolves, which isn't oh, excellent. You can play that stretched out, Dave, if you really want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixteen nine, it mate. <laughs> don't. Uh, what else? I mean, they talked about Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, yeah. which I'm probably going to buy like an idiot. But how 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 how's the voice chat going to work on that? Because I don't know. Yeah, Skype. Like, it's the half story. It's yeah. the half story. <laughs> Discord. Bloody oh. Um, oh, they announced that Minecraft is coming to the Switch, which is sort of massively predictable, but good to know it is happening. And there's loads of Mario shit in it. Yeah, it's that's sort of cool. tempting. I wonder how much. It, do you reckon that'd be like a sixteen quid 
Um, Probably. They know they can. Clips style. How much is it yeah. on Xbox and stuff these days? Around, no I think. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, near if, if near it had 20. Mul- you know, multiplayer servers, servers and whatnot, it's, yeah, that's tempting because I haven't played Minecraft be in ages and it is a great game. Do yeah, they yeah. put that Mario yeah. stuff on the other platforms as a way of cross-breeding their franchises? I assume not, but... Yeah. Would the other platforms accept Well, yeah, things? it's an intro because it's a Microsoft-owned game uh, now, is. so... <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, I reckon at some point, if it, if there was that kind of crossbreeding, you'd have a Banjo Kazooie pack and a Mario pack in the same game. And yeah, I'd... there's a ton of Microsoft themed stuff on Minecraft uh, already, obviously, and there has been ever since the 360 mm. version came out years ago. Um, what does what does Microsoft themed stuff involve? They haven't got any Halo, characters. Halo, got... <laughs> Marcus Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when I say Microsoft, I suppose I mean stuff that's on the 360 as well. So there's a lot of um, uh, solitaire. Like Mass Effect and yeah, yeah. Minesweeper. Exactly. <laughs> Windows 10 Creators Edition. Yeah. The, the MS Paint skin is sick. <laughs> um, the bits about Arms and Splatoon 2 were very long and very informative. I thought um, the Arms bit. Uh, where they showed a match, but it was like a sort of a detailed sort of technical breakdown of what was happening. It was really interesting because mm. I was in a WhatsApp group um, with uh, Gary Doot and Andy Hamilton and Chris Spann. Gary and Andy absolutely loving the breakdown of the, the fight and sort of explaining all the tech that was going on. And Chris just basically sitting there just being like, well, they fucking ruined it for me. This, is, this isn't what I wanted. I'm still not yeah. sold on ARMS. Um, I, don't, I don't like the name. I think it's a bit... I mean, does ARMS stand for anything? Yeah. Like, is it an acronym? I don't really I don't know. think so. Yeah, no. It looks nice. You know, it looks overwatchy, I guess, in its aesthetic. But I, in the back of my head, it's just like, it's a more elaborate wee boxing. And I'm like, oh, no, I need to get that out of my head. Cause it's probably, you see, it's I'm gonna... well up for that, though, because I really liked wee boxing. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> the, I'm, I think I'm just done with that kind of game at the moment and mm, um, it, I'd be interested to see how it plays on the controller because obviously it's not just motion gaming you can just play it yeah, on, on the handheld the buttons, and, right? and, yeah. and using the Joy-Con or I guess a pro controller as well so I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see what's like like that um, I, I, am I reading too much into it that obviously the way that that um, was shown on the direct was that it had a com- it was commentary and they were revealing all the moves. It felt like an yeah. esports type thing. Am I? Yes. Um, are they just riffing off that, or do you reckon they're gonna they they're trying to talk about the technical, uh, yeah, the, the the strategy within a within a fight and 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 technical differences between fighters and their their moves and their their skill set? Are they trying to do it to you know to engender sort of esports thing, or are they just riffing off that and actually it's gonna be a, quite a standard fighter? I, I think they are definitely hoping it becomes an esports thing, um, but maybe not yeah, as hard. I, I think as they that is exactly what, what they were doing with that. What sorry, Darren? Sorry, yeah, uh, with Splatoon two, they were literally putting people in fake esports stages, going, "Look at our game, it's an esport." Yeah. Whereas now they're kind of like maybe prodding at the side of arms, going, "This could be an esport if you take it and run with it." So, mm. yeah. yeah, I think they're just wanting to demonstrate that it's it's got that depth. Um, and that guy's called Biff. Which is a good name. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I, I, so I also enjoyed reboxing, um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if I could 
you know, spend 60 quid on it. I'm not really into fighting games either, but it does look interesting. I mean, obviously, the the, the thing that everyone's been saying, I know it's like boring now, but, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, this could do for, for fighters what Splatoon did, you know, to first-person shooters. It's like a Nintendo mm-hmm. spin on it. And mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what it's like. I, 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 it'd be great to see what people like Andy and, 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 and Gary think mm-hmm. about it as, as, you know, they're obviously big into fighting games anyway. So yeah. did, did they say they were getting it or they... They not really care for it as much. Uh, I don't know if they said they were definitely getting it. I think again, it, it comes down to how well does it play without the motion controls? Because mm. basically, they reckon that when it gets to sort of professional level, no one's going to be using the motion controls. No, no, no way. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Splatoon Two has got a co-op horde mode. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. Practically a running joke these days. But yeah, I'm I'm well up for that. <laughs> um, again, though, this, this thing with Splatoon Two, it's still it all just comes down to how easy it is. To play with your mates, um, and that's could, still not clear. Because I'm a tightwad lately, or even more so than mm. ever before. Um, I remember buying Splatoon One for like twenty-seven pound, I think, over here. It was, it was. Mm-hmm. It was a, so if Splatoon Two comes out and it's going to be like you know the the, the Switch tax, yeah, I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I'm already kind of resenting the idea of paying that out for Mario Kart 8. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to love... I, I love the Switch, yeah, and I want, I, I want to play more games on it because it's so free and, like, I've mm-hmm. you know playing games on like, Xbox One lately and it's kind of like I'm just pinned in this chair and I'm like, oh, man, I want to sit downstairs with my wife and child. But now, well, with the Switch, <laughs> I played Breath of the Wild pretty much wherever I went. Um, yeah. It was nice to be, you know, freeing around the house and playing it here and there and ignoring them in the same room as opposed to being in a different room. Um, <laughs> but then it's like... These games that are coming out for the Switch by Nintendo, which is, they're doing one a month or so it seems, it's good, but uh, I'm struggling to open the wallet for them because Mario Kart 8 mm. is just a DX version, which is, you know, it, it looks brilliant, don't get me wrong. But then Arms of Splatoon 2, I'm like, oh man, like, I just want something, I don't know, they don't seem like meteor experiences. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think Leon's disappeared. Leon has just dropped from the call. And Here he Leon's is. back. It's fine. I probably won't even edit that out. So, catch you on the internet connection. That was Discord's fault. There's a load of 3DS stuff as well. How do, uh, you guys bothered? Uh, I, don't... I mean, I, lo- I love Pikmin, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I worry that, that Pikmin you know? games don't like need a 2D the, a, platform a side-scrolling Chibi Robo game to kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. But that was a, that was a letdown. could be wrong. I don't know. We, we've talked about it before. They can't abandon the 3DS because it's cheap and kids will still use it, and that's fine. I still love and my 3DS. New... I've still got like three Fire Emblem games to play on it. You know, so that's that's currently what I'm going <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, they're pushing. There's a new Yokai Watch. Everyone. I don't know if that did big numbers over here. No, here, I know it's huge in Japan. Um, Monster Hunter Stories is happening. What, what, I'm what is going to have Monster, to play Monster that. Hunter Stories? I'm not entirely sure. It seems to be like a sort of story-heavy, sort of cutesy JRPG set in the Monster Hunter universe. I'm not... Um, um... Where it's like the main characters like being chums with the monsters and riding around on them and having turn-based battles and stuff. Is it just me um, or is that completely so... miss, like, you know, misguided? Wow. But I, like, I don't want to know what happens yeah. in the Monster, Monster Hunter universe other than that I smash the monster's faces off, you know? I don't really <laughs> care. I mean it is very much a spin off, so whatever, I guess. It looks nice. Um does look cute. It's really nice. Um so it's not quite cell shaded, is it? But it's just like really mm. bold, sort of cartoony. It's got a very GameCube vibe about it. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so that that was all right. So I mean, in general, they basically announced like what four or five 3DS titles. I mean, how many do you mm. think we're going to see at E3? And is this like could be the last major holiday for 3DS? I mean, will this still will it still be around next Christmas? Or will it? It's if they it feels like it's on the on on the go slow already. Yeah, I mean, you do wonder. I think the the main test will be when the next uh, Pokemon game gets announced. Like, what's that coming out? Mm. On? Do you know what I mean? Because that mm. that's the real fork in the road, isn't it? Like, if that still comes to the 3DS, then the 3DS will continue. If not, then that is it. Also, Actua Monster Hunter uh, from obviously that's yeah, Capcom. I mean, but I, if they decide mm. to put it on Switch, then as as has previously that's been discussed, that's a big deal for Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if they continue to put it on 3DS, then 3DS has more years in it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they said with that Monster Hunter cross cross game, they said you play it on 3DS first, and then we'll talk about future versions of Monster Hunter. So, <laughs> yeah, I get the interesting. I mean, I'm, like... I'm enough of an idiot that I would just take, you know, a, a jazzed up version of the last Monster Hunter on the Switch because that would be enough for me but um just seeing it on the big screen cool would, be, really something new. would be nice yeah yeah monster yeah. Hunter deluxe we're gonna get a lot of deluxe oh, <laughs> reissues no. i think oh. yeah yeah the interesting about, about pokemon also, if that's on 3ds no I, I mean i haven't seen a pokemon game in, you know recently but I, I think it's put the visual style hasn't changed too much to, to my knowledge um mm. th- that isn't just a simple thing like destiny on 360 and destiny on xbox one which is like a slightly lower version mm. you know there's two screens versus one screen and a switch so it's not like they can yeah. just, even just have it uh, you know, appear on both platforms i think they have to really have a, ma- a massive think about you know has to, we have to focus on just one platform because they can possibly do two wildly different versions on both for the 3ds and switch yeah i mean obviously you know you've got the new dragon quest which is on like the PS4 and the 3DS, but it's also coming to Switch. Um, and they are based like they're the same, like mechanically they're the same game, but obviously they look completely different. And that's really interesting. But obviously that just seems that's such a weird thing to happen. Like I wouldn't expect anyone else to do that. It's a cool <laughs> idea, but I think the obviously the, the fundamentals of the game, as you say, being all on, you know, they're each on. Mm. Uh, they're each going to run in a similar fashion, I suppose. Um, yes, you may have you may have some touchscreen functionality on the 3DS, but it's not going to be a a complete yeah. kind of uh, overhaul, I suppose. Mm. Um, I mean, apart, I, I guess a lot of people will want to see post Pokemon Go um, those very uh, high res assets um, in a mm. in a Switch mm-hmm. Pokemon where those those yeah, Pokemon yeah, yeah. finally get to. Yeah, come to life and whatever. But speaking of mm. touchscreen, I mean, how I I, I someone forget that my Switch <laughs> has even got a touchscreen. How yep. often do you guys even use yours? <laughs> I only went out to put a password in because I can't be asked using the joystick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, I don't know. Occasionally, use like if I'm using the system menu, I'll sometimes just tap on things rather than navigate around with the stick. But certainly, when playing a game, never. Yeah, it just yeah. greases it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I sort of wish I had a stylus in, in a way because I think I'd be quicker and. Less I do easy. sometimes like because I've got that habit with the 3ds. Yeah, like whenever a, a keyboard comes up on screen or whatever, I'll I'd sort of reach for the non-existent stylus yeah. and the, at the back. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not a it's not a problem. Hmm, really. I guess yeah, I guess I, none of us have been playing Vuiz, whatever it's called. Vuiz, yeah, which is apparently very good. Yeah, I had it's good. But, Heyo. Um, last bit of news. Uh, it was leaked and then it was put out officially because why not? Uh, teaser trailer for Star Wars Battlefront Two, hmm. um, which looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I wasn't good. I wasn't in love with the last one because I felt it was a bit 
Like it was fine. It was just a bit bare bones. Whereas this one seems like they're really going for it. Yeah, um, definitely. Because it's got a big proper campaign and it's got all flying and on foot bit on foot bits. Yeah, and... it's a single player campaign that excites excites me the most. And the trailer yeah. trailer definitely got me pumped. Uh, Battlefront one, yeah. I I I played a bit on on that. Uh, on Xbox when I had like the, the trial and it was it was fun mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I didn't really play enough of it to really get into it but a, a full single player Star Wars campaign um, mm. I, I, in that engine you know, I'm well up for that yeah if I can punch Kylo yeah, Ren in the face I'll be happy yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, it's, this takes place just after um, Return of the Jedi so I yeah, thought it said yeah. something like three different eras. It's got the, the rubbish say, one, yeah, the middle the... one, and then the new one. Oh, okay, cool. Well, it, I mean, it just says that it takes place in a 30-year gap between uh, the destruction of a Death Star, spoilers, oh. I know, and the events of The Force Awakens. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. So I, think, I guess it's a big Yeah, big... I think the three eras thing, that's just for your multiplayer maps, I, I guess. still want to punch Kylo Ren. Well, I wonder if they'll come, come back with some uh, <laughs> uh, retroactive DLC because uh, as much mm. as... Um, like this last one, I, I mean, I don't know how much money it made in the end, but I, I don't feel like I ever saw that many people playing it on friends lists, um, and I didn't play it. Um, yeah. It had the Battle of Hoth, and without that, <laughs> I wonder if you know people are like, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I like me some Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars kid. I was five years old when I first mm. saw it, and all that. But I did skip Battlefront. I've never been big into Battlefront, and it's never really had a much of a single player. Uh, component has it? I, I remember the, the Xbox uh, original Battlefront. Did it? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it, I'm trying you to could think, play it single player, but two... I never felt like it was uh, a, a sincere part of the package. It, it always felt like it was multiplayer focused to me. There was, yeah, there was. Um, I think it was Battlefront Two on the Xbox right. and PS2, whatever, that had a, a mode which was like it sort of followed the story of this one squadron of clone troopers oh, sounds familiar yeah. um, and it was really cool because it, it went from episode three to four basically where it was like um so that the whole sort of betrayal of the jedi and everything and then going on to sort of yeah. you know it was like got to this point where it's like oh yeah like most of us are just sort of conscripts now and it's a bit wank and <laughs> um it was really interesting but yeah but it, it was still all sort of framed in basically bot matches yeah I think it's because DICE made amazing. it and it's called Battle Something that they just likened it to Battlefield and went, well, that's got a single player. Why can't we have one? And I think it's, <laughs> you know, it's obviously down to time and resources and money, like all games in the yeah. uh, industry. But um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Dark Forces series that spawned into Jedi Knight and Jedi yes. Outcast and Jedi Academy. Like, I really like them yeah, games. Yeah. I thought they were really good. They yeah. tapered off near the end. But Dark Forces 2 for me yeah. was like PC. Oh, I was up there with Half-Life, you know. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I just want to... I want to jump around and force grip people off ledges and stuff. I really want to do that again in single player. You know what I mean? Well, That's... Force, uh, Force Unleashed is backwards compatible now. I didn't like so... those games. No, number two no, was okay because it had some good physics, but number one, yeah. man, the bosses were just awful. It's a guilty it pleasure, really... though, uh, mediocre Star Wars games, just enjoying thro- flinging a lightsaber mm. about. It's, the, it's um, the noises and the visuals. Are, oh, yeah. totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, attached news to the, the Battlefront news was the fact that someone from the developer came out and said, uh, this game won't have a season pass. And, uh, yeah. and then, then EA then came out, presumably <laughs> on, on probably after Disney going, what? <laughs> um, and saying, <laughs> um, we, we haven't confirmed that yet. They've sort of backpedaled somewhat. Um, so, cause as, uh, as an article I read pointed out, like it's one thing, respawn doing this with with a with a, an ip like titanfall which is respawns mm. and published by ea and there's no kind of 
it, you know, it doesn't have the same legacy uh, or the same you know, power mm. to uh, get people to part with their money. But to say Battlefront won't have a, a season pass could it could be could, could be a hugely expensive miss case of misspeaking. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I mean, season passes are in a, an interesting position at the moment, mm. aren't they? Because they they did all right for a while, but I feel like there are now numerous examples of something being sold with a season pass and then it still selling, you know, it's selling so badly that it's just not even been worth having people around to finish the, you know, three bits of content or whatever yeah, for those who bought problem. the season pass. Yeah. You look at something like um, Battleborn. Oh, like God, Jesus yeah. Christ, they are probably gutted that they tried to sell a season pass with that because now there's a good, you know, 500 people who bought the season pass and now need that DLC to come out. Yeah, and, um, and I, but it's just not sold, so it makes no financial sense for Gearbox to do that. I, I mean, it, other games feel like they're actually giving maps away for free. I mean, I know Halo did it, and they're making money mm. through microtransactions, you know, using you know, cards or whatever these other games are doing instead. So I felt, I felt like actually th- free maps, you know, giving away the maps for free was a way to keep the community involved. Um, yeah. Also, Battlefield um, last week announced that well, you know, the team behind Battlefield EA announced that actually, if one of you, if one of you um who you're playing with uh, in your in your um in your squad has the DLC or has like Battlefield Premium then all of you can play on those new maps it's not yeah, you don't okay. all have to have it you don't have to all have all have to go to some uh, some peasant playlist because one of you in the group hasn't got <laughs> uh, the latest DLC so they they're even experimenting um about about how people can actually access you know the the premium i'm not sure i'm not sure about battlefield premium or the season pass uh but yeah basically it, it, only one of the only one only one of you in your squad needs that needs that pass to actually get the map so hmm. i wouldn't be See, surprised I, I, yeah i always appreciate that sort of approach i think that shows a bit of understanding about how people actually work and instead of just being blindly like no if you don't own it fuck off yeah definitely i mean there's been other games i've played where like someone one of my group is still really into it and they're like yeah you've got to play it's really good now and we all log on he's like oh yeah sorry the the new dlc is out but it's um yeah everyone has to pony up 30 quid now if you want to play this map that's amazing (laughs) i'm "I'm not gonna do that so it was like you know again like when we played um rainbow six it was like there was no barrier to me playing with you guys. It yeah, was exactly. Oh, what a game! Like it was, you know. Um, so yeah, interesting to see what happens to the season pass. I mean, do you guys buy them? Did you ever? I've made rare exceptions uh, for games yeah. that I knew I was committed to. I'm trying to think which ones. Some of them I bought retrospectively. Uh, some of them I bought mm-hmm. near the time. I committed to Titanfall ones. Um, yeah. and, and even the, obviously in, in that case, they ended up giving everything away for free, but I was, yeah. I, th- I think I spoke about, possibly spoke about that on here before. Um, I was actually really happy when they did that because it, it meant that everyone had access to everything again. So even though I'd mm. paid for it, I guess I'd supported it, but yeah, you, you, with a season pass, you're kind of paying the same early adopters tax as you pay on a retail game, like by buying mm. it for 55 quid instead of the inevitable 35 down to 25 down to 20 that you'll pay if you wait a few weeks. Um, mm. I've bought Street Fighter five ones because I want the characters and the conditions for unlocking them are beyond the amount of time I'm prepared to put in or I've got to put in. Um, mm. But yeah, I, it's a case by case basis. Absolutely. And um, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I've felt badly stung by one yet. Um, oh, so far the Breath of the Wild one is terrible in that <laughs> you buy it and you get a t-shirt with the logo of the console on it and you have to find these chests that are terrible 
Like, I know it's, I know it's <laughs> in stage one. You're on of... promise with that one, aren't you? you I, yeah, 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 but you're going to get the map feature, Darren. I, 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 come on, man. Like, <laughs> just give me something else other than some arrows and some bombs and a, and a rubbish T-shirt. Like, it, I, I, I know, I, I saw the I like I the fact the that the, the T-shirt like offers almost no defense either it's just shit yeah it's just not <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous like you know i bought it on the stage the phase two and three of the dlc but for the first you know i can't recommend everyone go out and pay 19 quid for this season pass because the the, the phase one is just terrible like, uh, um can you get the phases separately or do you have to get the pass to get them all i mean so jeff basically if i just think okay phase Two is like the map feature. Phase three is the dungeon. Can I nice. just pay for the phase three in like a separate DLC, or like do you have to get the pass to get mm. any of them? I think you have to just go all in, mate. And uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah so if anything, it makes sense to like buy it now because at least you're getting the value of phase one. Whereas if you well. buy it towards the end, you're paying it just. For, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a, sounds like a I mess. mean, to be fair, with the season pass, they don't have to offer anything immediately. No. But it would have been nice um, to have, like, something a bit more... Like, maybe that cosmetic item that you get, maybe it's a bit more appealing as a as a gameplay feature rather than you could stream mm-hmm. this and this is the console you're playing on. Yeah. Like, it's it just an advert. <laughs> I just felt like I was wearing an advert for five minutes. And yeah. it's, it's yeah, quite yeah. funny to see Link wearing it in cutscenes because it kind of removes all <laughs> tension from any of the, um, you know, from, <laughs> from the cutscenes themselves. But, oh, so far, yeah, despite that game being utterly incredible, um, I, I do feel a bit stung by the phase one of this um, season pass my reason for not buying the uh, season pass is because i'm playing breath of the wild on wii u because i don't have a switch yet um and uh, uh, i suspect i'll end up buying it and playing it again on on switch um do i even trust them to finish bringing the dlc to the wii u version (laughs) (laughs) i'm not 100 percent convinced i mean i guess they have to now because people are paying for it um i've been surprised enough that they've been um the version updates have been coming out simultaneously for wii u as well as switch although they they haven't been as effective in terms of um improving frame rate obviously as on switch as you'd expect um what i will say is for those people who haven't bought a switch yet and who haven't played breath of the wild but do have a wii u i realize that's a, a small intersection on the venn diagram uh, the wii u version of breath of the wild is absolutely incredible <laughs> like it's mm. uh it's still a, a, an astonishingly wonderful video game it's just slightly lower resolution lower frame rate but it's um yeah i, I i'm absolutely blown away by it yeah oh, on, the, on the subject of season passes yeah so i was heavily into battlefield uh i think it was it must be battlefield it must be Battlefield Three, and I was I was hammering it for weeks, and it was, it was amazing. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy a Battlefield Premium. And the week later, I stopped playing. I don't, I don't know what happened. Like all of us just like, moved on to another game. Like I should have bought this ages ago, and I'd, I literally spunked like twenty or thirty quid, and then just did nothing with it. Mm. Uh, so yeah. that was a bit of a blow. I mean, for games like Rainbow Six uh, Siege, I was loving that, and I think actually that Dave got that for me for Christmas or birthday one year. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, like I want to put, I want to give my to these guys because I'm loving the game so much. So I, you know, I bought the season pass, and also uh, uh, as Leon just said, it was. Um, I think by buying that you got loads of loads of renown, which is a currency, and it meant you, when deal, mm. when new DLCs came out, you actually got the new characters straight away, rather than having mm. to actually grind uh, for the in-game currency to then buy the characters. You got them straight away, so it was, it was really worth getting a Rainbow Six uh, Siege uh, season pass. Um, mm. and, and I guess other ones, uh, uh, other than that, is I've t- typically was bought the Walking Dead ones because I know I'm gonna want to oh, yeah, see yeah. out. Um, um, and see and see and play the the remaining episodes. So generally, I've always done those, but I, I don't really see them as a, as the same thing because I know I'm going to want to see the end, and also I'm fairly confident they're actually going to finish the game. Um, so yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, it's not like you've you've bought a main game and may want extra stuff. It's like you are yeah. going to see it through. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Destiny obviously is the other one. Um, Destiny Two season pass is getting bought. Yes, absolutely. For better or for worse. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so Destiny One. So that had a season. Uh, yeah, season pass was for the first two DLCs, wasn't it? Yeah, which is a, yeah. So that was all the year one stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was wasn't great. <laughs> no, because the second one was a House of Wolves, and that was that was second, yeah. and that that was absolutely terrible. Oh no, what, what, what was yeah, it? Yeah. Dark Below. Uh, Dark Below was the first right. one, which I hated. House of Wolves, I preferred a bit, yeah. but still wasn't amazing. Um, and then so we just pretend year one never happened. Yeah, but interesting to see what I do with the season pass with with with, with Destiny Two because it is just the first two DLC. Mm. It's I I'm, I think I seem to remember that it's actually cheaper to keep buying a disc version and selling the previous one you one you had than actually get the there's the, there's that as well. Than actually there? get the season pass because also the new discs have like <laughs> the other games on anyway, or it has a download yeah. code. So yeah, mm. no, if they offer a little bit more, then you know if there's like a ten percent mm. increase in XP or this or another, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm going to buy the game anyway. So I'll I'll probably get the season yeah. pass, but I would like it if it's a little bit more than just literally pre-ordering the two DLC packs. Yeah. Right, that's enough of the news. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, Darren, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'm busting at the seams to talk about this. Oh, here we go. This is a big <laughs> one. Oh, haven't heard the end of this. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely this is definitely the week to have Darren go get on your podcast. I mean, the last time yeah, I appeared right. on a non Kane and Rince podcast was when a Rare Replay came out on Midnight Resistance. And I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. So ukulele <laughs> came out. Oh right. Oh, one second. Just cracking my neck. Okay. Just want to get ready for this because it's an interesting one. Because Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Kazooie, right, is one of the... It's up there with Goldeneye in terms of it influenced me massively. So Goldeneye got me off the streets, off the mean streets of Leighton Buzzard. You know, saved my life, man. I was like, yeah, Goldeneye, games of the future. And I started sniping heads and hats and all sorts. And then Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> came along and we all started picking it apart, like, intensely with the stop and swap and all the beta features in the game that were left on the cartridge. We started picking it apart and that was kind of a catalyst into me being a games tester at Rare... And in the interview, I said, look, mm. I did all this for Stop and Swap. And they were like, well, oh, interested. He knows, you know, this stuff. Became a QA tester at Rare for about a year. And, um, you know, admittedly, I was probably too young to move away all those miles and got terribly homesick and came running back going, oh, I hate life in Coventry. And then we came, you know, for, <laughs> or Twycross, wherever it is. Um, but yeah, so Banjo-Kazooie is like utterly one of my favourite games of all time. I acknowledge it's got some flaws nowadays and it's, you know, it's, it's quite outdated. But when Platonic put their Kickstarter up for Ukulele, oh, I hate the name. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I backed it for £65 and I was like the 47th nice. backer out of the thousands, the tens of thousands they've got. And I was there like minute one, have my money. And um and so ever since this Kickstarter succeeded and you know flew off the you know off the rails with money, I, every time they released some information, I was like, oh man, I mean they sold us Banjo Kazooie in a different skin, yeah. which I was all for. But every time they released some information, I was a bit more skeptical about it. I was like, is it going to be like, is it going to have its own identity? And mm. I I hate to say it, but my my fears are that you know it doesn't really have its own identity. It's kind of like. I posted this on a forum, on the Kano Mintz forum, no less. Um, it's kind of like your favourite song that's been covered by your not-so-favourite band. It's kind of like the core's there. Like, 
the Gene Simmons version of Firestar. It's it's Firestar, <laughs> but it's Gene Simmons, and you're like, oh mate, come on, like you don't, you're not Keith Flint, get go away. Like, so ukulele mm. is the core. Sorry, about, is that a real thing? That's a real thing. Gene wow, Simmons okay. covered Firestar, and it, <laughs> I did it not is know that. bullshit. Um, <laughs> not to say ukulele is bullshit. You know, I enjoyed it enough to complete it. I put about eighteen hours into it. I haven't hundred percent of it yet because of the reasons of you know the game design. It it wants to it is like a nineties platformer, but I don't think it even hits Banjo Kazooie's level of quality. Um, so mm. every level from one to five, I think they've only made five worlds because art assets are expensive. So in this game, you expand your existing world to make you know different mountains and different kind of shorelines and stuff appear in the world, which is fine. Like that's great, but. The, the the levels themselves aren't that memorable to begin with. They start off great with the first one, which is an obvious nod towards like Mumbo's Mountain and the May the Mayan the May um oh, Mayan Mayhem in the Tui. It's all jungly and tribally and stuff. You know, like, oh, this level's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. It's called Tribal Stacks Tropics, and then from then on, it kind of just takes a slow decline in quality until you reach the last one, which I didn't even want to play because I found it really boring. And I had enough pages to beat the final boss. It's like, oh, you've got 100 pages. You can now, you know, beat the final boss. And I was like, okay, I'll do, I'll do the final boss and I'll come back and do the other pages. And I just haven't got that impetus to do it because each level is more forgetful than the one before. So level one, like really good, really good and strong impression. Like, oh yeah, this is, this is Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, let's do this. Level two, you're like, oh, what, why, what, what is going on here? This is just, this is just literally the same. Like you'll see the same NPCs in level two offering the same kind of challenge. Like Kartos is is a good name. Don't get me wrong. God of all. Yeah. Good pun. Like the, the humors there from, <laughs> from the rare days, you know, it is it, it smells and feels like a rare game, but then the minecart challenge is not as good as Donkey Kong tropical freezes. Like if you're going to do this thing, make sure that you do it as good as what, you know, retro studios did because They've made a better mm. 90s platformer than you have, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then you do World 3, and the level's even... It's, it's trying to be like a Mad Monster Mansion, Bubble Gloop Swamp kind of thing. But the level design is so bad that I just forgot about it immediately. It's kind of... It's corridors. Like, it's kind of open corridors. Like, you're just penned in by all mm. these walls. And then level 4, after that, is a casino. And it feels really flat. And you're playing all these repetitive slot machines. And, like, fair enough, that's in the casino. But I don't need to play 20 of them. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> I, I, the, the more I played it, the less I was impressed with it. And it really hurts to say I was, that. Uh, so they did, like, a launch day stream. And I was interested. Um, I was... I mean, I know the Switch version's been delayed. Um, and I, but I was like, oh, man, this looks like a perfect thing for the Switch. This would be wicked. Um, so I was watching the, the stream... And I, I couldn't believe how much dialogue there was. Yeah, you know, um, so... And it just wasn't very funny. <laughs> well, it, you have to be into that mind. This whole game is, you have to be into the mindset of, like, no time has passed since Banjo-Tooie. Um, yeah. I, I, I think the game's better than Donkey Kong 64, because, you know, it hasn't got a million collectibles. I think the game's better yeah. than Banjo-Tooie, because the worlds aren't overly massive and complex well i think Tui loses its way because it tries too much you know it tries to link mm -hmm. the fifth the fifth world to the first world via a train called chuffy and you're like what is what is this like it, it's too much 
the ukulele it, it's better than some of their previous work but it just doesn't hit the stride and you know they, they were selling the promise of kazooie again and it misses its mark absolutely you know i say 80 percent like mm-hmm. I, I think like this just feels like a, a, a sad attempt at a create a recreating kazooie and it it financially hurts me because I paid a lot of money for this and on a proper... Yeah, I've got to ask, emotionally, what, did that I'm pound, what did that £65 level get you? Well, I'm in, I'm in the credits, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and uh, I've got... <laughs> uh, there's a T-shirt that I haven't got yet. Cheers. And um, <laughs> some digital uh, music and art book and the game on the Xbox One, what, which... What's even funnier geez. is that everyone else on the entire Cater Rinse team is getting a free copy. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's weird. So... <laughs> Is that, that real? Is that's that a real, real thing. So the job that I had was is, is now what Josh is doing because I I didn't like it as all spreadsheets oh, and yeah, bollocks. Yeah. So I left and I was like, Josh can do it. And then so he's in. He's like, Do you know what? Free copy of UK. And I'm like, Fuck yeah! Oh, oh god, yeah, I do. But no, man. Like, how do I? Because I was I was texting the boss. I've sold out. And I was like, Can I have a free copy? He's like, You kickstarted it, you prick. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, I did. Just give us a free one anyway. And I'm like, ooh. Like begging for something that I've already got. And I'm like, what a loser. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> I so, should say to, uh, to to protect Mr. Garrity, I don't think it was everyone who, who wanted one in the end. But um. <laughs> Garrity's given away 50 free copies of a game. Yeah. He's just out in the street. Uh, if you want a free copy of ukulele, at Combine Hunter on Twitter. Just give him a shout. So, you know, it, it is Banjo-Kazooie Part 2, but... The, the yeah. main characters aren't as interesting. Like, Laylee's pretty funny. Um, like you say, Sean, there's a lot of dialogue, but if you're in the mindset yeah. of Banjo-Kazooie, you want to know what Laylee's saying because she's a sarcastic flight animal, much like Kazooie. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. fears were realised with this game is that it doesn't have its own identity. And it, it, it yeah. it's a carbon copy of what they did before, but they did it worse. Like, Kazooie didn't do Banjo-Kazooie, the game didn't have repetitive challenges, li- like literal repetitive challenges like uh, ukulele does. Like level one of, you know, his Mumbo's Mountain. It has a it has a mini boss fight called uh, Conga and he's on a tree and he throws oranges and you have to, you know, it's a simple boss fight, but it's fine. And then level two in the, in the, in the Treasure Trove Cove on, on the beach in the island is a crab that you fight and it's different. But in ukulele, you'd see the same kind of challenges every level. And by the fifth, by the fourth or fifth mm. level, you're like... I've got to do another cart. I've got to do another cart mission. Oh. So they ran out of time and money. <laughs> well, that's it. This game just smells it. like they teamed up with Team Seventeen. This is all for speculation. And Team Seventeen went, "You need to get this out the door now, guys. Like you need to, because it feels really un- unpolished. Like you can see through mm. my my QA tester brain was firing off. Like I can see through that seam in the geometry. I can fall out there. I can see that that thing over there is broken. And like, and by the time I got to the final boss. And it glitched and it was soft locked. So that means like you're stuck in the game and there's nothing you can do, but the game's still operating. A hard lock would be mm-hmm. like it freezes and you have to turn it off. Actually crashing, but this yeah. is like, I can see the boss wiggling around and he's talking, but there's no dialogue on screen. This shouldn't happen during a final boss fight. Turn it off and on again. I have to watch all the cutscenes at the start. And because it's a rare style boss battle, it's, it's really hard. It's long and it's kind of boring. Like, I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> And I just popped off on Twitter. I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to go mental and just like complain about the state of the industry and all this lot. And it really, really left a sour taste in my mouth. And I can't, I can't recommend it as a game because it's just... I mean, you've got to wonder how many more sort of 
huge breakout Kickstarter successes have we got in us? <laughs> because, <laughs> like, so many of them have resulted in disappointment now. Thimbleweed Park seems to have That's gone done well, okay, hasn't it? Critically yeah. and, and um, commercially, but uh, they perhaps by by going for that style of game, you know, they went for a style of game that started in the mid mid late eighties with Maniac Mansion. Perhaps it was a more mm. realistic target than even something from the late 90s where you're starting to get into the realms of yeah needing more assets and more development time and and stuff like that so whereas we park is is as much about the writing as it is anything yeah but then if you look at you know the the very first double fine kickstarter that ended up being Mm. broken age that was like they you know they went into that thinking they'd get a few hundred thousand dollars and make something sort of 2d and, and sort of really quite simple yeah um, but then because they ended up getting three million, they had to then scale it up Very because true. people would just say, well, what the hell have you spent our money on? <laughs> you know, so that the project became more complex and then sort of became difficult to manage as a result. And then um, you have the never ending ones like Star Citizen, which is still yeah. promising to be absolutely phenomenal, but may never, ever mm. be finished. Yeah, because it's just too big. State of flux. Yeah, yeah I, just... I, I was really into gaming kickstarts. You know, but when I guess when Kickstarter first started kicking off, but then there's only mm-hmm. so many kickstarts you can have where you, as a backer, are still waiting for the copy of the game that everyone else has already bought. Like, that's something that pisses me off more than anything. Like, yeah. yes, you know, I want to support development of a game and maybe get a game made that wouldn't ordinarily have been published or or made at all. Mm-hmm. But when other people like that. I, I backed this game called Republic. It's um, designed oh, yeah. by uh, I think the company's called Cam- Camouflage, but it's uh, Ryan Payton mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. like the, the the chief of Camouflage, and he formerly works on the Metal Gear Solid games and and some other big games. And he had loads of great ideas. Mm-hmm. It looked like an awesome game, but I was still waiting for my code for the game when it's already out on the iOS App Store. I'm like, that's bad. I know it's not a big <laughs> thing, but that, that's sort that's of that's an admin issue. I mean, that's I sort mean... of a, Piss yeah. takes, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. So, you know, ukulele, maybe my feelings will improve if I go back to it after all the, the launch hype, I guess. So I wasn't that hyped for it before mm. launch. Like, all the trailers left me a bit cold, and my worries of it being a carbon copy of, you know, Banjo-Kazooie, but not as good, they kind of came true. Um, but maybe if I come back to it, you know, Kane and Rinse style in a couple of years and play it again, maybe uh, the, the expectations will die down a bit, and I'll be like... Yeah, this this is all right, but uh, my main gripe really is that they 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 pitched it as a Banjo Kazooie game, and they went for that, but they didn't do it as well as before, which is an, which is kind of mm. disappointing. But the the lack of mm. polish and the lack of uh, it, you know, I'm I'm just really sick and tired lately of being the the QA tester for the industry without being paid for it. Like I used to get paid for this, <laughs> and now I'm not. Like like Mass Effect Andromeda's out, and we're all like, oh look how shit this game is, but we're like. But we're all paying for it, and we're like, oh man, like, is this what we've come to now, where we're paid testers for this industry, and then they can fix it in post? Like- a lot of people have been saying exactly this for a long time, and and uh, mm-hmm. and I've I've tended to not join in that. Uh, anyway, let's not forget, um, Darren, that you saved uh, the the day one uh, purchases of Snake Pass from uh, from their switches falling, shaking to pieces. So. I, yeah, you know, so yeah, we got a review code for Snake Pass, and I said. To sumo like the day or day there two before it came out, I was like two days before, yeah. You know your HD rumble was like really, really violent. They were like, no, we we didn't we didn't know about this. And I was like, well, I, I did it all <laughs> privately on DMs because I don't, I don't want to cause a furore yeah. on the internet because anyone likes to grab anything and go mental. So I was like, yeah. maybe you yeah. should fix it, you know, because it's pretty ridiculous. Just, you know, did the, the whole QA thing. I was like, 
steps to reproduction. You do this and you do this. I was like, I'll get well into it. Like, I'm not bitter yeah. about not being in the job anymore. Not at all. You know what I mean? But, but, and all you got was a review code of a game you didn't like. Yeah. So, you know, that, 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 game's, that game's really, really good until you start playing it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like the way it plays. Um, but people do it's enjoy difficulty it. Difficulty so. spikes, isn't but it? But in retrospect, I think I do prefer Snake Pass over Ukulele. But, you know, that's, that's a weird comparison to make because for different reasons, I don't like either game. Um, how much did the season pass? For... <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to those three DLC packs. It was a stretch goal for two million pounds, I think it was, or two hundred and something. I don't know. There, there, there is a there is a DLC plan for ukulele, but I don't know what it means. Are you um, kidding? If it means more retro sixty four arcade games, they can fuck off. Oh, that's a shame. Because they're terrible. Right, you played a uh, graceful explosion machine, which is a switch yes. game in which you control a little ship, and it's it's like in a level that scrolls upon itself, kind of like Fantasy Zone, and you blast the mm. hell out of things in front of you. Um, I don't normally play these games because I'm really bad at them, but it being on the Switch and it being a tenner, it's like oh, I'll give it a shot. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm being taxed mm. like other Switch games with the price on this, so I thought I'd give it a shot. I ended up finishing it today, actually. They're all for are you kidding me? You yeah, finished it because I'm. I mean, I'm on like World Two, and I am shy. It's, re- it. it's really hard. <laughs> really, it's struggling. really hard. Yeah. Um, you yeah. kind of get into a flow of how a level works, and then it will completely mm. sideswipe you with something else. Like a different enemy will come flying, and you're like, oh, "I'm never going to beat mm. this game." And then you turn it off and come back the next day, and you're like, "Actually, this is how you tackle this enemy," and you take it down. So your ship has mm. a basic maneuver you know, left to right, up and down. It has a dash where you can sort of zip through enemies, not through red projectiles. I found out that you can't dash mm. through them because they'll take off a, a, a piece of energy. You lose three energies, you lose a life, and you can restart at one of the three checkpoints that the levels are based on. So level one has three phases. You know, you you, you can checkpoint if you lose all three energies. Um, But then you've got your basic fire of just like little beams that fire out, and that gun can overheat. And during this moment of overheatness, you can use different, um, three different uh, weapons, like a, a missile uh, spread that just bombs missiles out all over the shop, or like an energy sword that kind of does a 360 degrees attack around you. And then there's a laser beam that kind of just drills into what I found to be more efficiently useful against just one enemy, like one big enemy, you just drill into mm. it with a laser and it just, uh, you know, it dies. But then... Every time you kill an enemy, you get these little gems. Gem, graceful explosion, machine gem. Yeah, little pun there. You're just, are you just trying to go for a fruit, aren't you? you I, honestly, I, I love that noise so much that I'm just waiting. Come on. No, yeah. Um, but, uh, thank you, sir. Um, but it's a really good game. Like, the art design needs, uh, for my taste, I could do it a little bit more like flourish on the design itself. Like, the little ship itself kind of moves quite statically. But. When you in the in when you're in the thick of the action, you're not really looking at anything other than the overall picture of the battlefield, if you know what I mean. And it's um so you don't really end up looking at the art, you kinda of look at the game more mechanically and go, Right, I've overheated on my main gun, it's time to now do the missile spread and then hoover up all the gems to do the laser beam on that big bastard in the corner. And you end up mm. getting into that Zen mode that people say they had with geometry wars, which I never could get with graceful explosion machine and i i really like it yeah i'm i'm a fan mm. um it's like you say it's just here's a set of shapes and rules and, and and then throw them all together and then just 
yeah that sort of split second figuring hmm. things out and making sort of working your way around it and and understanding it's you know it's this little sort of you know like when you like i i my favorite shooters always remind me of like stupid games you played in the playground at primary school and that you'll be like right you've got to get from here to here but then there are people <laughs> who are trying to stop you but they can only move within these circles and then so you've <laughs> and you know and just the, like you'd come up with these sort of arbitrary little rules and then you'd figure out what was fun and what wasn't and <gasps> And good shooters always sort of remind me of that. Like that was that's sort of what I enjoyed about Geometry Wars, and I'm the same with Graceful Explosion oh, Machine. Someone should make a just... VR version of British Bulldog where you just like destroy other people. Terrifying. <laughs> I I lost a tooth. <laughs> <on> that. <That's... laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think there's too much more to say about Gem, uh, hmm. other than that it's it's you know it's just a solid shooter, and it's a uh, yeah, it yeah. gets harder with the challenges. It, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's coming to anything else. I hope so. Like, there's no reason it has to yeah, be on the there's, Switch. There's, there's no functionality that makes it a Switch exclusive. But it, I hope... Yeah. Like, I've got a real kind of... Uh, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older that I'm just getting annoyed more. But, like, <laughs> I'm getting really annoyed with, like, platform exclusives that shouldn't be. Like, why is mm. that on the Switch only? Why isn't everyone playing this? Like, yeah. why is... <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, for me, it being on the Switch is, is perfect, but uh, yeah, I would like more people to play it, so... It's, yeah. I think it do It's like exactly the sort of game that will come to other platforms, because there's no reason why it wouldn't, but um, mm. I think it's, uh, like, people, little developers who manage to get these games out early in a new machine's life, it's brilliant, because yeah. it is exactly the sort of game that wouldn't get the se- a second look if it just, you know squeezed out on psn yeah, and, and whereas, live whereas now on the switch it's mm. got that captive audience totally. i just hope they haven't pretty much like shuffled mm. under the nindy umbrella and then they're not allowed to go under any any other <laughs> umbrella like i'm i'm well there's there's quite a lot of quote-unquote nindies who are quite happily releasing on all yeah, formats on good. the same day i think it's, <laughs> it's but then there's runner three that's coming badge, that's that. exclusive to, to, to nintendo and you're like oh like mm. yeah good there's a runner three but maybe more than the Nintendo players should play it because it's been on other platforms before. Mm. I don't really... Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of something that I also dislike is exclusives for exclusive sake. I don't really get it. Like, Bayonetta yeah. 2 made sense because yeah. Nintendo went, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for the rest of that. Because they funded yeah. it, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can get that. And while I'd like to see it on Steam alongside the first one, because it doesn't seem right that, you know, you have one of one thing but not the sequel, I can, I can get it with that. But with this, it's like... Oh man, that that game, Graceful Explosion Machine, should be played by you know every, anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. It's got multiplayer, hasn't it? No, no, oh, right. it's got leaderboards. Oh, okay, for some reason we- I thought it was co-op. Okay, Dan. Mm. No, sadly not. That would be a. You've had issues with the leaderboards did, but, um, actually not working. Yeah, Dan, is that right? I have. Oh, um, you too. But it seems to be seems to be working itself out. Oh, okay, over time. Um, there, yeah. So initially. Um, I sort of like I was adding people because I'd started playing it and it had leaderboards and you know as a result it's the first good reason to actually have friends on the Switch because it's the first thing that actually uses your friends list as far as I'm hmm. I'm aware. Um so yeah so adding people and then they just weren't appearing on mm-hmm. the scoreboards but then I was appearing for them and um and we sort of, we tweeted at the devs about it um sort of not being an ask it's like look I really love the game but it's doesn't seem to work um but no it, it over time seems to have sorted itself out or maybe they've changed something i, I don't still know. can't see james um, carter yeah. on my friends list but you know it's probably not a bad thing he's a bit yeah, of an idiot yeah. keep yeah. it that way um 
Right, Matt, do you want to do your bit? Well, mine is, mine is exceptionally short this week. I've pretty much only been playing right. uh, Horizon, and obviously I talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still finding mm. it quite hard to get into the game. I've still got Zelda in my mind. I'm still excited <laughs> to get back to that. And uh, it is, as I said last week, it's always tough to... Any any game that I played after Zelda would be finding it tough, especially another open-world game. Um I'm starting yeah. to play more like a stealth game rather than like an action game. I know a lot of people comment about mm-hmm. how fun it is to take down the various machines in the world and various tactics and strategies you need for the different ones. Uh, but I, I just found that I'm just <laughs> I'm enjoying it more, just going from point to point, uh, you know, and, and just going through the missions that way and trying to avoid enemies as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had some fun battles and maybe I need to concentrate on the, the fighting a bit more to maybe understand it a bit more and get my head around it. But right now I'm sort of having I'm just enjoying it more, just removing myself from that. And because there are generally sort of silent ways you can get through through packs of enemies by hiding in the tall grass, by you know, but but by being it more being a little bit more stealthy rather than having to go in all guns blazing. Um, yeah, fair dues. I mean, do you? Like, do you then suffer because, like, do you, you know, are you missing out on like experience points or gear or anything that you could be getting from killing enemies, or is that not um, a I, thing? I, really? I, uh, I, I probably am. I'm, I'm definitely missing out on because for every enemy you kill, they do um, leave uh, leave uh, thing uh, things you can pick up. Would be that a uh, bit bits of metal okay. and, and other things you can sell or use to upgrade your own your own um your own armor and whatnot on your own your own weapons but you can also buy a lot of those things from the various people around okay. the map uh, i i think the, the story is the story is the best bit of, of it of it so far for me it's a really interesting story i'm not gonna go into it here because i'm sure mm. other people know about it and i'm not going to spoil it but yeah the story is really strong and that's mm. definitely keep me keep me playing but 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 generally i'm just sort of going through it I'm I'm not really thinking thinking about an awful lot. I'm just going through it rather than I, again. I know it's unfair to to compare, but rather than Zelda, where I was really taken 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 along with with everything about the game, whereas this, I'm just sort of mm-hmm. almost going through the motions. It's a it's a great looking game. It's it's fun, but it hasn't really captured captured me in the same way as, as say Zelda has. But yeah, it's good. Um, I'm I'm. But it's 4K, man. Yeah, it is 4K. Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> you it, still, yeah. still frothing every time you're playing so much. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm more jealous it, of it's you having a 4K yeah, screen. Yeah, and I'm still obviously playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Haven't put any money in this week, which is a which is a good week for me. Good. Um, good. I, I, I really want to play a regular Fire Emblem game. But um, that Fire Emblem is it? Fire Emblem Warriors is that that the is that what's coming out on Switch? The, the one that's like I can't the oh, it's like. Oh, the one. Sorry, yeah, the one that's the yeah, Dynasty yeah, yeah. Warriors spin-off. What, 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 yeah, what was yeah, Zelda, yeah. Zelda one? The Hyrule Warriors. What, what, what oh, was Hyrule that Warriors. Like? That was that, that was, was really good, good man. It was it was really smart because it took um, sort of the you know sort of stupid Dynasty Warriors style of doing things, but then you know it would have bits like you'd be halfway through a level and there's a big wall that you you know with a crack in it, and then you have to go somewhere else in the level and go to a shrine where they give you some bombs, and then you, so it it sort of really nicely included the sort of um, yeah because uh, having never bits, played a Dynasty Warriors good. game and also having never played a regular Fire Emblem game, um, obviously I haven't mm-hmm. played Fire Emblem Heroes so much. I know a lot of the characters and I've got my yeah. favourites. So I'm really interested to play one and this Fire Emblem Warriors game on Twitch just to just to sort of you know see a bit more of that universe. Really, I really wish I had a free. Yeah, because I suppose like 
because I've only, I mean, I played Fire Emblem Awakening, and that's the only one I've like finished. So to me, like playing Fire Emblem Heroes, I didn't really know many of the characters, and mm. I sort of fell off it quite quickly. So actually, um, Fire Emblem Warriors, you're probably in a better position to be like, oh my god, that's yeah. him, or you know, like. Whereas I'm, I'm not going to be. Doing Is that, that out this so year? Much. Fire Emblem um, Warriors? Is I, it not? I have no idea. Not sure. Yeah, I think but, um, I think it's been scheduled for a rough 2017 release, but okay. I'll, I'll be oh, surprised okay. if it did. <laughs> that, that's a no then. Or is that the actual Fire Emblem game? Because there's there's that as well. Oh, I don't it, think that. I think that. I don't think that has got a release date at all. Whereas I thought Warriors was a lot okay. a lot sooner, but who knows? Yeah, um, I'm excited to get my Switch back. Obviously, yeah, tomorrow's yeah. however playing Zelda again, and yeah, I, I want to buy another game. But what yeah. is the next best game that's out actually out on? Oh no, everyone's talking about Mister Shifty, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, so apparently that's wicked. Maybe get that. <laughs> Performance on the Switch yeah. is apparently um, not great. Oh, right. okay. Oh, Al James has finished it, I think. He seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah cool. I've, I've, I've heard it's worth, um, worth getting through the various uh, drops in frame rates. It's, it's a genuinely great game. Um, and and I, I loved uh, Hotline yeah, yeah. Miami, so maybe I'll get that as well. But yeah, so uh, that's mm. basically it this week. I'm, I'm still stuck in this holding pattern of fo- uh, Rocket League Fire Emblem and a little bit of Horizon. I need another big game to, to you know, take me away from those, really. But <laughs> until that happens, I'm still playing the regulars. <laughs> No, fair dude. Um, Leon, do you want to do yours? Yeah, so I, you really don't need to hear more about Breath of the Wild and the other stuff I play on a sort of <laughs> regular rotation are not new things. So I thought I'd talk a little about the weekend. I've just had away at a fighting game tournament uh, in Glasgow, mm-hmm. one of the UK's bigger events, uh, Hype Spotting. This was the sixth year. Um, it's run by uh, Versus Scotland and uh, sponsored by uh, CEX, among others. And I was invited very kindly by uh, Dan Benden, um, oh, yeah. former of Ready Up, um, to join him. It was a joke, actually. I, I had him on. Uh, uh, I invited him on our Street Fighter Three Third Strike podcast that we did earlier this year, uh, and uh, he said that he does this thing at this tournament and i jokingly said oh i could i should well i said seriously i said i'd love to come along and then jokingly i said oh i could co-host this quiz you do with you and uh and then he messaged me a few weeks later and said why don't you come up so uh yeah i i went up um on friday to glasgow on the plane and uh yeah my first experience of watching on a plane on a plane i know right it's cheaper than it's cheaper than the it's cheaper than the train and I know yeah if you get, if you're doing sort of from and London more reliable sense, doesn't yeah it? and a lot yeah. quicker um, it's a big hotel the Glasgow Hilton one one of the one of the Glasgow Hiltons um, massive ballroom the the thing was um, the kind of whole floor third floor of this hotel is dedicated to it uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of PS4s and screens um, a few other bits and bobs some. Xbox Ones for Killer Instinct and Wii U's for Smash, uh, a few arcade uh, boards for uh, legacy games, a little bit of a Marvel setup for Ultimate mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Three, um, and yeah, it's I was I was surprised by what a good vibe it was and how um, friendly it all was as well. Um, like I know uh, it can get quite serious, and I wasn't I had to leave. Well, I, I set myself a deadline of leaving um, before quite before the end uh, the finals of the Street Fighter Five yesterday because I absolutely had to make sure I was back down here for the uh, for the Brighton match today. But um, uh, <laughs> so I didn't quite get to actually watch the the, the finals of Street Fighter Five live. But I did see the grand finals of um, Tekken Seven and uh, Mortal Kombat XL. Uh, 
and no did i see tekken 7 no i saw i saw the finals of smash and some latter stages of king of fighters and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and yeah it was interesting it was interesting observing the different um sort of demographics among the different fighting games like um it, the kind of people who are well into mortal combat were the kind of people you'd expect to be well into mortal combat like there are slightly <laughs> slightly different t-shirts and um demeanors yeah. <laughs> than the people who are into smash which were happening at the same time the the smash the smash people were kind of a bit more t- uh, timid and younger and the, the mortal combat people were a bit more brash and loud and um bloodthirsty they were the kind of people who you'd think would find the aesthetic of mortal combat cool uh whereas i mm-hmm. think it's kind of silly and i like it i like mortal combat and it, and it watching those games played to a high level and obviously this these weren't necessarily the best world warriors in the world at all these games but there were some name players there i saw a uh, eventual street fighter 5 winner yuffie playing um as he does with his uh his legacy ps1 controller um i met ryan hart who he interviewed on the podcast a few months back Mm -hmm. who was his genuinely lovely guy like by all accounts ryan hart is the most approachable and friendly of the kind of name the the top tier fighting game players and as such he spends a lot of time talking to people because he's approachable um and he Mm. doesn't seem like an antisocial dick in any way uh so that was cool it was nice to shake his hand and thank him for coming on the show and got to see him play tekken 7 which obviously isn't out yet so tekken 7 was running on debug uh ps4s um and i Mm. asked him because i I didn't play anything i didn't take a stick it would have meant paying for extra baggage and then being embarrassed for two days solid so um but (laughs) i gotta admit i was absolutely jonesing to play some games by the end because just watching all these rounds and rounds and rounds of street fighter and stuff um but yeah ryan said tekken 7 he said he's really enjoying it early days of course because none of these games are ever found out um at, at this stage of their life because of obviously the depths haven't been revealed yet and the balancing issues and, and whatever else but um mm. yeah so the hype building for tekken 7 um other observations the final for smash brothers now smash brothers is really kind of sneered at by a lot of fighting game fans which <laughs> i really I, I am not on board with this i've played I've played Mm. Smash with some decent players before, including Darren, who I'm sure would only class himself as a a (laughs) moderate player. Um, But he's like leagues and leagues above me. And my experience of playing fighting games, like your more traditional fighting games, Street Fighter 4 and and whatever, I I play online and I just about do okay unless I come come up against, you know, somebody who's is well beyond me. But even then, there's always a chance Mm. that you might like take a round off them because they don't know, they're not expecting Mm -hmm. what you're doing. If you like the yeah. differential between a a bog standard smash player and a top tier smash player is way beyond what it is in mm. traditional fighting games like you will not touch mm-hmm. them you will not get near them you will not trouble them whereas there's always that chance in a street fighter or even the king of fighters or even a, even a more technical game like guilty gear smash is is a completely different discipline it's like it's it's trying to compare like it, it obviously it shares floor space and tournament space because it is at the end of the day characters slapping each other about in some way but it is such a different discipline mm-hmm. it's like comparing water polo to motorcycling or something like that it's it's so different um but yeah there were literally six people watching the smash final in oh. uh, uh, to, to 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 give you a comparison 
when me and Dan were doing our on-stage pub quiz the night before, it was about two to three hundred people. So, right. so Smash Brothers was considerably less popular than me and Dan Benden asking questions. Which, um, <laughs> um, which Smash Brothers was it? The Wii U one or the yeah Game Wii Cube U? One? Okay, Wii U, but with okay. no, it wasn't Melee. It was it was it was Smash Four. Is that right? Yeah, the yeah. latest Smash. Um, but with no DLC, there was no no Ryu Bayonetta or, or anyone like that. Um, but there were some. Yeah, I mean, that's always the it's always the weird thing with competitive Smash Brothers is that you, you know half the characters are outlawed and you can only have certain stages and stuff. No and items. Like the, yeah, yeah. It's a it's um, a very weird thing. It's very hard to um, to appreciate as a as a non skilled viewer. It doesn't translate well as as a spectator sport. I don't think um, overall. Like you say I, I, that, to- I I quite like I quite enjoy the fact that like even if I don't know what's going on, like you know when someone's losing because they go fucking flying across the screen that's in very a dramatic true. fashion. So to me, that, saves, that sort of yeah. works as a novice, you know? Sure, and and it's all about the saves as well, you know, p- players mm. looking like they are absolutely gone and then using, like, yeah. attacking themselves to reattach themselves to a stage and stuff like that. That's the mm. sort of the different level stuff. It's just yeah. stuff beyond my 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 basic understanding. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the award for the, the, the grand prize winner of that was greeted with just nothing. Like, there was just <laughs> no interest whatsoever. Whereas over on the other side, the MKXL, which obviously is a game which actually... Actually sells us quite a lot of copies more than street fighter 5 has i imagine um it was very loud very boisterous very raucous um and yeah watch i watched this german sub-zero player who i think wasn't the eventual winner but he was mm. he was like absolutely it just looked like a horror show trying to trying to play him um yeah and and just watching some cool street fighter 5 which is a game i like even though like the organizers are pretty down on it um because mm. you know Capcom have kind of fumbled the ball they managed to get the the scene right really thriving up and running again with 4 and Ultra 4 there were a lot of t-shirts there people wearing Ultra 4 revival t-shirts because they're so down on 5 mm. and obviously people are still playing it but there's they like to moan like every gaming community but there's a lot of issues. There were quite a number of characters who I never saw selected over the weekend, not because they're banned, but because they're, you know, incapable. Mm. And that always happens. It, it nearly always distills down like that. Fighting games always end up with a with a smaller pool of characters because the more they add, the the, the harder it becomes to, to balance them, I guess. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, I had fun time um, Saturday night. Dan and I put together this... Uh, not just fighting games, but all video games, pub quiz. And um, I was forewarned. Doing quizzes but is I was, hard. It, 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 we made it quite hard. Um, <laughs> we made it quite hard, perhaps too hard. Um, the average yeah. score was around 50%. Um, yeah. And that some people got quite a lot lower. I was forewarned that uh, the team that eventually went on to win, as they do every year apparently, who are mainly made up of the kind of the tournament uh, helpers in enforcers whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. they heckled now i don't do a lot of stage work at all i've only uh, only done a few stage things in adult life while i'm quite comfortable talking into a microphone um getting up on stage in front of several hundred people is another thing but we were yeah. brutally heckled for two hours we finally really? got on stage at 10 o'clock 
um, which was uh, three hours later than scheduled. Everyone was very well oiled and this team gave us such a hard time. It was like constant barrage of heckling. And it, like, it doesn't bother me. I'm 44, nearly 45 years old. Like mm-hmm. I, I can, it's not, it's not like upsetting. I didn't feel like running away or anything, but it, but it's quite hard work. And, mm-hmm. um, and, I was uh, I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure that went very well. I don't think necessarily, um, th- you know, Dan was a known face. He invited me up and, and I think mm-hmm. maybe the reception to me was a little bit frosty. But then I, I bumped into, two, as we were waiting for a car out, bumped into two of the guys from the loudest, most heckly team. And they were they were super complimentary, super interested in cane and rinse and, um, huh. and everything else. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time. Um, and, yeah, I would, I would like to go again, preferably... Yeah, with some with some some other members of the the Kane and Rince team who are into fighting games and stuff. Perhaps they could actually sort of explain what was going on a bit better with on the screens <laughs> and stuff like that. Because for me, it's all a bit like, yeah, I I, I kind of have to look at it in in my own simple scrubby way. But um, maybe yeah. I'll go again next year and take a stick with me. But um, recommended and thanks to yeah anyone who was there or versus Scotland. Thanks for giving me a good time and thanks to Dan Benden as well. Right, I've been playing far too much Mass Effect Andromeda (laughs) and it's such a weird game because I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it but I know that if I talk about it I'm just going to talk about all the things that are wrong with it and there are loads of things that are wrong with it (laughs) Um, but it just occasionally makes it all worthwhile and it's it's okay. Um, So I'm I'm quite a, a... a fair way in i think i'm in like the second half of it now it's like fully opened up all the planets um and it's just so weird how it feels like there are bits of the game that like it's like they were worked on by a different team and there's like there's missions that are like all really like you know tightly scripted and they're really exciting or you you know you do these not even like proper missions but they'll you'll find you'll come across an enemy base somewhere and you're like you know i'm gonna fucking have a go i'm gonna kick the door in and just see what happens and and again you hear and there's like the dialogue starts coming in and stuff and none of which needs to be there but it all just heightens it a bit and there's you know um it's all about sort of sprinting around turning off um, security alarms and deactivating shields to get to you know areas further in and stuff and it's just it's properly exciting it's really good um but for every bit like that there's you know you'll come you'll be driving around in your space car and you'll come across a little enemy camp and and then your your ai in your head's going oh there's something weird here have a look on the scanner and then you scan a thing and he goes oh that's weird scan another 20 of them so that i can figure out a thing and it's like no (laughs) i'm not doing it fuck off (laughs) i just can't like it's just so weird that they they felt the need to put so much busy Mm. work in there like that stuff was in dragon age inquisition from which this seems to lift a lot of its sort of design but it was really easy to ignore an inquisition it felt like you just sort of you know you you would just sort of roam about killing stuff having a good time and then you would get back to a town and someone would go oh you got those five things i asked for and you're like did i all right um, it didn't like it was it was weird in inquisition but it didn't really i don't know you never felt like it, it you were sort of having to look at the map and be like, all right i've got to go and scan another 20 of these I don't I can't be I don't want to do that. It never felt like the you know the impetus was on you to go out and do that. It just sort of happened organically rose with this. It feels really sort of forced and weird. Um I still don't like most of my crew. 
or many of the characters in the game full stop. (laughs) That's quite a departure from uh, previous games. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you sort of, there are so many things that you you want to be critical of, and then you sort of think, yeah, but if they were going to do more Mass Effect, how else could they have done it? Right? Because, you know, you sort of think, ah, it's not the same. I want it to be back in the galaxy, and I want it to be all my old mates that I knew for seven years on and off in the other three games. It's like, well, of course they couldn't do that. Of course, that, that, you know, they've drawn a line under that, under that, and they've moved on, and that makes sense, and that's fine. Um, and then you sort of think, like, it's not really... Like, the story's not great, and it tries to be quite lighthearted a lot of the time. Like, even when you're not picking, like, the funny dialogue options, they'll just slip them in anyway. And, then, and you know, and you think... And again, you're like, ah, oh, but, you know, I had I had my Commander Shepard, and I had this huge attachment to him and all, you know, in his relationships with all these other characters, and I felt really involved, and I'm just not getting that. Of course I'm not going to get that, because it's only one game, and it's, and it's a new mm. branch, you know, whereas the original trilogy was a trilogy. It was three games. I liked those characters as much as I did by the end of Mass Effect 3, because they'd been in my life, as I say, for sure, you know, seven years on and off. There, were, there um, were characters in Mass Effect 2 that we all loved within a few hours because of the writing, right? That's so, true, yeah. So um, I, I, this sounds... I think you sounds, sort of... You, sorry, sure. Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, it reminds me of um, conversations I've heard recently from Persona people, um, uh-huh. including uh, our Leah and Josh, uh, who were saying, you know, whenever they go into a new Persona... They think, oh, I can never love this lot as as much as I loved the last lot because I was so attached to those characters. But they're all now in love with the new set of characters because of the writing. So they're they're engaged. It might take 10 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, but you get there because... You still get there, yeah. Yeah. So that's con- that's concerning. I mean, my my feeling was that Mass Effect Three, the writing was already, you know, not not just the ending that everyone talks about, but the the writing was already, um, not you know not up there with Mass Effect Two. Not and I haven't yeah, played yeah, Inquisition, yeah. but it sounds like it just sounds to me like Bioware is is not made up of the same talent that that it used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, like, in terms of sort of overall quality, I I put this on probably on the same level as Dragon Age Inquisition. But for Dragon Age, that was a big step up, whereas for Mass Effect, it's a bit of a step down because um, Dragon Age 2 was pure shit. Um, so Inquisition was like, oh, right, brilliant. You know, they they figured out how to make a good Dragon Age game again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but sitting at that, that level of quality this this feels like a a bit of a letdown the other weird thing is that like um so this isn't a spoiler this is like a really minor story element basically what you spend a lot of the time doing is you go into these planets that were supposed to be habitable and they're not um and it turns out there's this big machine in all of them this like ancient alien tech like in like an underground bunker that um can make the planet habitable again but you just have to find it and get in it and do some you know have a poke around inside and then fix it and sort it out and in some of the planets it like transforms them and it's absolutely stunning like you'll you'll be on a planet um where there's like constant like dust storms or or snow or whatever and you can't see shit and it's you know totally inhospitable and then you go into this underground vault and then you come back out and it's like holy fuck i can mm. see the sun or you know or like all the northern lights or you know all like, like the end in of the sky and, yeah <laughs> and it's it's stunning um and then there are some where you come out of the vault and it's like oh it's basically the same <laughs> doesn't really change the boring planet 
Yeah, um, and you know, and a lot of the planets are like absolutely beautiful, like including some of the ones that just don't change at all. And sort of like you sort of think, well, I don't really know what I would have changed anyway because this is already stunning. But it's just weird that some of them go through this massive transformation, and it's Ace, and then others they just it was like they didn't realize, or like they didn't think, well, actually, how could we change it? They just (laughs) realized there was there's nowhere else to go. So they just didn't do anything. And what's with it. this about a Sudoku mini game, Sean? <laughs> oh, fuck me! Right. <laughs> when you, so one of the reasons you're able to interface with all this ancient ancient alien tech, right, is you've got this AI implanted in your head, and he basically does all the heavy lifting, and you just wave your hand over an ancient keyboard, and then it all does everything you want it to. Except sometimes it goes, no, you got to do a puzzle first. You got you got to decrypt it mate <laughs> and you do that by doing basically yeah, a sudoku puzzle but using alien symbols instead of numbers Ooh. and they start out like like fine it's like a four by four grid with four different types of symbols and you can basically without really thinking about it too hard you can just sort of brute force it like as long as you're barely paying attention um you can do it, and then halfway through the game, it switches them to five by five grids with five different types of icons, and suddenly it's like you've got to stop what you do. Like you really got to stop what you're doing and think and be like, right, you, like no guesswork is allowed. Basically, it's like when you start you know, like a Picross game where you sort of initially like, oh, I think I get this, and you know, I can do this, that, and the other. Um, and then when it starts getting onto the more complex ones, it's like, no, stop guessing yeah. at things. If you don't know something for certain, don't put it in because it will be wrong and then it will make you more wrong further down the line and it will set off a chain of errors. Um, and, like, they're not shit in and of themselves. Like, it's a, it's a well-worn um, puzzle format. Um, it's just when you're having fun driving around in your space car and shooting aliens... And then having to stop for literally, you know, sometimes a good sort of 10 or 15 minutes if you're struggling to concentrate on a fucking Sudoku puzzle. It's just a bit jarring. And and it's like they knew it was because you can buy items that let you just bypass them. So now I'm just making sure I go out on the way to make sure, like, you know, to ensure that I've got a stockpile of, of these decryption keys. Oh, so you buy them with in-game currency, not microtransaction. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't charged you real-life currency for it, which is nice. Um but it's like, yeah, so you just something like, oh, you know this is shit, so what's the deal? I mean, never mind the fact that it makes no sense in-universe because you've got this AI, as I say, that speaks the alien language and sort of knows how to network with all this complex gear and no one else can do it. But it makes you, the human, do this one shit mm. puzzle first. But it sounds like it's a decent enough game um, to carry on playing, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, is that I am well enjoying it. Like I say, that I'm having, like initially, you know, a lot of the reviews said, oh yeah, you know, the combat's actually wicked. And I, I wasn't convinced at all to begin with. And it, it still is a bit, feels a bit floaty sometimes and a bit slow. Um, but no, you do end up doing some magnificent things. Like I've, I've customised my character, he's basically a full-on biotic lad so i'm basically zipping around the place punching people in the jaw and then punching the ground and sending a shockwave out and killing another five guys and laughing the entire time that's really good fun um i've got really into the weapon customization turns out that's really deep there are all these modifiers that affect um like the type of shot that your weapon has so it can literally like well i've got a pistol um and i'm gonna make it 
a sticky grenade launcher or I've got a shotgun and I'm going to make it shoot electricity mm. and stuff like that. And you can you can have a lot of fun with that. That's really cool. Um, similarly, like you can mess around, you know, creating your own armor, armor sets and sort of putting different modifiers in them. And um, that's really good fun. Um, it's just, yeah, it like it is fine. If this was the first one they'd mm. made, everyone would be well up for it. Um, it's just you, you constantly find yourself making these comparisons with the older ones and finding it a bit lacking. Or as Leon says, maybe you, you think you're doing that and maybe it's actually uh, just not. Have you not played much good. multiplayer? I know you played a lot of the previous one, didn't you? Well, this, this is the other thing. Um, I don't know if they've fixed it yet. I was well up for the multiplayer, and what I've played was really enjoyable. But it fucking crashes all the time. Oh. Like I, yeah, like I only did about five matches, and then it crashed. And then, and people are, you know, I know who've been playing quite a lot of it. They're just like, yeah, you can pretty much expect one or two crashes per session. Darren, time to get on your entitled high horse oh, I'm again. Meet the yeah. and start punching walls. <laughs> Honestly, this stuff just. How dare you expect things oh. to work? And it all started with Sonic Adventure. I um, downhill from then. <laughs> Oh, don't don't turn into one of those tedious, jaded internet personalities who doesn't like games anymore podcast, but continues to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing worse. Well, there is. There's obviously lots of things worse, but mm. yeah, people who hate video games but won't shut up about them anyway. What is that all about? about what hey? is that all about? Yeah, James. Yeah, I'll probably play Mass Effect Farley. 4 or Andromeda at one point, but um, it seems like it's absolutely huge and I haven't really got the time for it. But I like the other three. Yeah, I like the other three, so... Mm. Are there any new races in it, Sean? Like new? Did they discover any <laughs> new aliens? There are, and they're okay. they're not. I mean, they're okay. You know, like <laughs> all the races in in the original trilogy have like really sort of sort of they're very distinguishable, not just in the way they look, but in the way their culture operates. Yeah, um, and their speech whereas, patterns, even in a lot of cases, and yeah. Yeah, 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 and especially you know, especially the whole you know the thing with the Krogan is massive and sort of really interesting and sad and <laughs> um, yeah. In this, you meet this race called the Angara, who I don't know, like their their defining feature is that they are at war with the bad guys, who are this other race called the Ket, um, and they're they're really big on family. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be interesting. Yeah. That's about all I've got to say about them. <laughs> What's the deal with the uh, enemies then? The, the... Uh, the enemies are so. I mean, there's a there's a twist. Well, it's not a twist, but there's a there's a reveal halfway through about what they are and, okay. and sort of why don't, they're doing what they're spoil. doing. But basically, they're just assholes. <laughs> it, it it's the best kind of enemy. Yeah, they, no, they are. No, just I don't want anything complicated. Clear. Like they're not Bad actually guys. assholes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with with the Reapers in the original trilogy, they sort of had a go at making them yeah. interesting. But in doing so, like in explaining what the Reapers were, it then sort of it was like, well, hang on, why have you just been fucking killing people? Then it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so yeah, so I mean, the, the villains are are not interesting, oh. really. Um, so yeah, so this, you know, it's like I say, I've, I've just spent the last ten, fifteen minutes just slagging it off. But I am. I, I know am how you it. feel. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many What's people have you banged? I've got a question. Have you? Have you? Are you a slot machine yet, or are you just? Uh, I've had. Um, I don't know what base I got to, but I've had relations with one character because she asked, and I felt rude <laughs> saying no. That's so British. So you don't um, know what base you got to, yeah. so there aren't different levels of achievements based on which base. <laughs> I don't think I got an achievement at all. 
um, for it. Um, Surprisingly realistic. Normally that's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know um, that you've got to different bases? Like, is it not just... Uh, is it? Uh, does, is it not? Well, just basically, they started, on the screen is like you've, got, you've gone to base two or five. <laughs> <laughs> well, five. Like, it's on your, ca- it's on it's your character on sheet. <laughs> home run. Home runs. <laughs> <is> for, <laughs> and home runs the equivalent of fourth base. So yeah. fifth base is beyond. It's like some kind of mindset or something. Well, I suppose like in Mass Effect that you could actually shoot a man's dimension. Well, uh, they, see, this is the thing. What basically. Um, this was a zero gravity encounter. Oh, yes, fifth place. Um, and so there was a bit of smooching, and then it was basically it was all behind closed doors. And then I then got an email afterwards, um, sort of vaguely uh, suggesting what we got up to, which is basically it was interesting figuring out how that was so going you to work. You got an email, so I think there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get an email from like afterwards. So just sort yeah, of deep breathing. Like Stopped by email. Yeah. Great bang. <laughs> Regards. CC yeah. all. Um, I CC the lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Have humans had uh, zero um, But concepts? yeah, like, it is genuinely funny. Um, quite a lot. Uh, not Like I say, not necessarily the lines that, like... The the dialogue trees are slightly different now in that, you know, instead of your your Paragon or Renegade options, you've now got sort of four different things to pick from. And one of them is the, the wacky guy option. Ooh, um, Jesus. And I often find them a bit shit. Um, but then Sounds there are just other bits of dialogue that are generally... How is it wacky? Is it wacky so, like Joey from Friends wacky or is it actually... Or is it like Timmy Malik wacky? Yeah, I having a conversation and then like you can say, look, that um, smell my flower on my shirt and then you like press a button and it, squirt, it squirts water. <laughs> that is wacky. That is so <laughs> that wacky. Would be, that would be... Is it that, like that's... Mighty Boosh wacky just saying? Yeah. Or is it like David Brent wacky? Shoot. What level I of can't. wacky, Sean? <laughs> These aren't levels. These are all di- completely different directions of wacky. They're not. This isn't like a, a graded system. This is. <laughs> That's the wackiness no, of it. Why don't you um, think of a what? Like, have you got? Uh, you probably haven't got an example, but if you can imagine your what's his name, striker, rider, Alan, <laughs> Alan Striker, <laughs> great, it, great player. It's a good example. Here's a good example. So. Uh, you have like a meeting with all your crew on your ship, um, and then sort of the, the discussion sort of ends, and everyone starts walking away. Mm. And if you pick the funny option, he sort of goes like, "I didn't say dismissed or anything, but oh, he's like dismissed. a comedy boss. He's, he's like yeah, a exactly. really bad dad jokes. Actually, I think I might have. Um, Does he yeah. wear a novelty tie? <laughs> I'm sure one of them is. Uh, uh, someone said, "If you guys keep going, I'm going to turn this ship around." Like <laughs> implying it's like a car yeah. trip on a holiday. <laughs> That sounds awful. Yeah, there's bits like that, but then there's there's some bits that are funny. Like, um, you make friends with this, you know, this new species, and you, you're attacking a base together, and it's got a big force field around it, and your AI is like, ah, don't worry, I can hack it and bring it down, and they start sort of working, and there's a bit of a pause, and you just go, like, and the AI is called Sam, and just goes, Sam, please don't embarrass me in front of my new friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that got a laugh out of me. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, it varies. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, 60 pounds. But you, but you are enjoying it. Let's focus on the fact you are enjoying it. And you are going to get to the I'm enjoying it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to finish it. Um, absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, it's just, yeah. Like, it, it, you know, again, it's just that thing of like, ah, but you couldn't base another trilogy off this. But then they, they're never intending to. So uh, it, just, it just feels like it's impossible to assess, honestly, I think, is the problem. Give it a year. 
see how I feel then. Get a cane and rinse yeah. on it. We'll be fine. Right. Uh, should we go on to emails? <laughs> right. Yes. Cool. If cause... you want to email the show, it's the computer game show at gmail.com at Cina uh, or Cena as is the first to email in. Um, with the recent delivery to humanity of the god of graphics cards being the GTX 1080 Ti, how does Xbox Scorpio hope to play 4K games at a playable frame rate considering a 1080 Ti can only just manage 60 FPS uh, at 4K, um, albeit at ultra settings? So yeah, I guess the question is, I, 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 how does how is Scorpio going to, you know, <laughs> actually do 4K at well, the, 60, considering the greatest Sina, graphics card Sina now? Sina has answered their own question. It can't. It's, it's the, well, it's the ultra <laughs> settings thing, isn't it? Basically, it yeah. won't be. It won't be. It it will be slightly lower than ultra. Like my my PC is a few years old in every other way than it has a a, a quite a decent graphics card in it from last year, a 1070, and. Um, even with an i5 processor from 2013 or 2012, mm-hmm. it still runs a lot of stuff at very high, um, albeit not at 4K, but 1920 by 1080. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand the spec. I listened with interest to your conversation with Tamor about the specs of the Scorpio. I don't understand exactly what it means, but when it comes down to it, obviously, if if Microsoft is marketing it on the fact that they will do it will do 40K, uh, 4K at 60 FPS, it means that um, they will make sure that developers are putting games out at the equivalent of graphic settings that allow the console to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the, the other answer. thing is, I know Matt touched on this last week, is that you can't compare console to PC specs in, you know, as, as sort of like for like because consoles are generally appear underpowered, but because it's a set configuration and developers can, you know, tweak things and... and optimize things for that one hardware setup generally yeah gives and it it's an not edge. running windows and it's not having to run fucking times, windows which <laughs> always helps yeah um i mean i i, I yeah you know, again i can't wait to see what it's actually be like because I, i'm sure they promised every game would be 1080p at 60 frames for this generation and that that clearly does not happen mm. most of the time so uh but um but I, I, the fact that i can say they're gonna say they're going to say they can do 4K games. I think a lot of them would be the versions of the of the current gen games that are now playable 4K. It'd be interesting yeah. to see how many of the the massive ones will actually will actually hit 4K and not just. Well, we decided it would be better to do 1080p or 60, um, mm-hmm. which is obviously a few settings you can do on, say, games like Horizon and Tomb Raider. Now you can have, you know, you can have amazing graphics at a lower frame rate, or you know, um, or 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 the opposite. So it'd be interesting to see what options. Uh, Scorpio gives users. Uh, next email is from Lee. Uh, hey lads, your thoughts on why exactly Nintendo doesn't include themselves in a power race? Why not go for a PS4 Pro or near Scorpio type power and compete? They'd surely kill the market as you have a Call of Duty uh, shooty bang bang players catered for, plus the first party, be- first party behemoths on the same system. Surely the, your, surely the answer can't just be because they want to be different, can it? Yeah. Um, I, mean, <laughs> but they, I, mean, I think they. But they've tried before, haven't they, to be to be to be the powerful to be a powerful console. It hasn't really worked. Yeah, because it means they're they're just fighting the the same battle as everyone else, mm. and they've they've felt that it's it's made more sense to sort of try a, a different approach, and that has worked tremendously for them. Um, it is well, a shame on certain occasions. <laughs> it's always about um, the art, though, isn't it for me? Like, or for maybe all mm. of us. Like when I saw Sid Mario 3D Land producing those models in that kind of fidelity, that got me more mm-hmm. excited than, you know, most graphics of that time for me. Same as Donkey Kong mm-hmm. Tropical Freeze. Like, 
it's not a visually you know mind blowing game, but seeing that kind of like those characters with that kind of level of detail applied to them, not in terms of polygons, but in terms of art assets and stuff, that got me yeah. more excited than raw power. Um, mm. And I'm sure it's a money thing as well. Like I'm sure they kind of intentionally hold back a little bit just so they can, you know, make like Breath of the Wild isn't you know on par with the T- 1080 Ti whatever but you know they, they make up for it by having by and large like the the best games do you know what yeah. i mean and i mean it it keeps their r&d costs down as well uh, in terms of hardware and the software they then develop for it like you know zelda will still have cost a lot less than many worse triple a games than you, that you've already seen again mario kart 8 is a great example of that like it's not going to be better looking than Gran Turismo, whatever. But I'd mm. much rather watch Mario Kart 8 on my TV than that. Because that's, you know, I'm a bit of a Nintendo fanboy anyway. I kind of lean towards them mm. because they have the fun noises and the, the you know, the gleeful visuals. But Mario Kart 8 is just, oh, like, it, uh, any more polygons added to that game probably wouldn't have made it look any better. Like, they just they just nailed it with that. Yeah, but you, mm. you, you could have a, you can have a PS, yeah, you can have a, console that's the same power as like a ps4 pro or, or scorpio or whatever but still have nintendo games on it but imagine that mm. but also the ability for third parties to easily have you know the newest call of duty and you know the next uh witcher game and stuff on nintendo console i mean i can see why people would think i'll oh, just make your consoles more more powerful and we can have everything on one console without having to worry mm. about third party support and no we're not going to get a Call of Duty and I know the Call of Duty players aren't going to go to Nintendo consoles because they have to be playing on PS4 and Xbox and PC and stuff but it would be incredible if they had a whole thing on, on one on one platform rather than mm. and, 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 and it it's fine as it yeah. is because you know we get to play games mm. like Zelda and I'm not denying that but yeah it would be nice mm. if it was all in one package Certainly save us a few quid. It certainly would do, um, yeah. But um but no, I, I just feel that the world's a more interesting place for them being the way they are. So I'm uh, I'm all right with it. Yeah, it has been it's been better for Nintendo but for to take themselves out of the console race as it were and compete on a different front. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure that that this is based on a previous uh, discussion I had at work a couple maybe three weeks ago now, in that was in the canteen and some guy's like, Oh, you haven't got one of those switches, have you? And I turned around and went yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. He went, oh, they're, they're shit, aren't they? Like, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, have you played one? He goes, no, they just look shit, though. It's just Nintendo doing the same shit every year. I was like, well, you're wrong. Like, you, you're actually wrong. Oh, what do you mean? Like, it's just Mario Kart 8, isn't it? It's just Mario Kart 8. It's the same as 7, it's the same as the Wii. I was like, all right, yeah, what games do you play? Oh, I'll play that Call of Duty. I was like, mate, <laughs> I literally said, mate, you can fuck off. And I just walked out of the canteen. I felt like I was, I was so incensed by his lack of respect for Nintendo's output that I just, I, I don't normally swear at people in real life because I'm not that kind of person. And I'm not very quite mm-hmm. confrontational. But this guy mm-hmm. was wrong. And I was like, mate, you're just an absolute dick. And I just, I just stormed out. And I, I did apologize <laughs> to him. I was like, I wasn't too much of a dick, was I? He goes, no, just winding you up, really. I was like, oh, fuck. But, but his, his, his initial discussion is <laughs> probably... David Turner's, was yeah. it? I, 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 he, he, he was wearing his uh, T-shirt. Sound... He was wearing a Turner's T-shirt. Sounds like something you would do. Um, but I think his kind of attitude... Uh, I, I can imagine that being the attitude of other people who they, they kind of mm. see Nintendo as... You know, they advertise on Tiny Pop and CBBS and, or not CBBS, but CITV and stuff. So therefore, mm. they're the kids' console and they wouldn't play Call of Duty on it anyway. It's the mm. same argument we have every console. You know what I mean? Every time Nintendo release a console, we have the same argument or discussion about COD should be on the Nintendo. And they've, they've done it and it's not been as good with COD 4 and its reflex mode or edition. Um, mm. 
but I, I, Nintendo aren't going to change, are they? They're never going to come out and go, this is better than the Scorpio or near Scorpio, because they've kind of le- legitimized that argument by having this kind of hybrid console handheld now. They can always just go, well, mm. it's a handheld. You can't do that with your Scorpio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Adam from Stoke and Trent is the next next email. Uh, to more being a guest again last week got me thinking, it seems like there's quite a bit of a gaming journalism fraternity. Uh, I also listen to Kane and Rince and read you a game and your mentions of Chris Bratt, also a previous guest, uh, make you feel like everyone knows everyone. But on the other hand, it sounds like you guys have normal day jobs as well. I guess my question is, how have you built an invested presence in the video game world, and do you think most games journalists know each other? Uh, cheers, as always. I mean, I, I, um, I guess like the UK scene, it feels quite, it feels like a lot of people. Know, well, it, it's more know of each other rather than know each other. Yeah, I'd I, 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 yeah. I don't particularly know any of you. Well, I know Leon a bit. I mean, it's it, it's a weird sort of. It's like a, a tiered system, isn't it? Because you've got so you know we're a, a sort of hobbyist. UK games podcast and and there is a there's a scene for that I guess I think maybe mm. we're a bit more sort of disparate than we we used to bit be a lazy scene really which can't yeah be like we've never formalised it which yeah. I think is good yeah. um, like you know we've never tried to make it a, a network or anything um, so the, there's that and then obviously you've got your you know there's lots of sort of hobbyist uh, writers who you know do blogs or reviews or whatever for sites for free which is fine in and of itself there's a whole can of worms there but um and then of course you've got actual paid writers and freelancers and and then you know and and i sort of i mean my position's weird because i still sort of see myself as a relative nobody but then that's you know i'm mates with um you know obviously like i know tamor and i know joe scrabbles who worked for gamespot and ign and i've done work for gamespot and i've done work for you know official xbox magazine and stuff like that and it's like oh yeah that's actually like you feel shit because you can get quite sort of blasé about it after a while but then it's like oh no i 10 years ago i wouldn't have fucking believed that Mm. though you know those things would happen um the cliche is true though is that the industry is mm. really small like everyone does kind of know everyone um yeah you know this is based on me being QA guy for a few years and then a, a very briefly like a business kind of person like everyone kind of like doesn't matter how, like they're a little jump between jobs and stuff but everyone in some way knows someone else like it'll always be mm. that kind of insular it's not as big as yeah. what what people think and it's you know that cliche is kind of true yeah definitely and I, I, I don't know like I, I used to perceive it as kind of a shitty thing and now I don't so much, and I but I don't know if that's because more of my friends are involved on the one hand because I oh yeah well I know they're nice people and they're on the inside now so things must be all right, but also that means I'm involved to an extent as well and maybe that's why I've now decided it's fine. Like when I was just you know an amateur blogger, um, like I totally used to like resent all the larger sites for getting everything first and and you know and stuff like that. Whereas now I don't that stuff just doesn't really bother me hmm. um i do get like i still get really angry when you know penny arcade want to do a podcast and they want a million dollars for it and they get it <laughs> yeah um that that still fucking wrecks me but are you gonna are you gonna hate us when we get to a million well you, when? you've got some way to go Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said when it is We're a when dead by then. it's not an if <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't say we are in your industry we're just talking about the industry but um 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I, it feels like everyone knows each other, but it's mostly because we talk about other people without even knowing each other. Uh, yeah, but there is that. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we like we mentioned Chris Bratt, and you know, I've met him a couple of times. We're not mates. Like we just know who he is. That's what I mean by the industry is quite small. Like no one really like they're obviously friends in the industry, but people do know other people through people, and it's kind of like there's a kind Mm. of a weird kind of association there, and that like oh you you know like so I was having a conversation about ukulele on on my telephone, my smartphone, with the executive producer of Sensible World of Soccer and Speedball too, and that's because I used to QA Mm. test, and I was like this is weird. I'm now talking to the guy who made some of my favorite games of all time. Like (laughs) it's just weird how how the world works, and um, Mm. yeah, it's. uh, I've had quite yeah. a, kind of a weird in and out relationship with the industry and I came to it very late. I started podcasting in my late thirties mm-hmm. and then I did a year as a, as a paid journalist. Um, and even in that one year, I met so many people that you know and recognize, you know, Mike channel and, um, mm-hmm. and then, and you know, uh, actual CEOs like Richard Eddy from Codemasters, and, and I knew him from back in the eighties as a, as a writer for crash and zap and things like that. <laughs> so, um, and obviously, yeah, like I've got to know who people are, but I don't really closely follow every, every site and every blog. Um, we've now got to a size as Kane and Rince where people, approach us from the industry quite a lot mm-hmm. we get developers and musicians and mm. um, not journalists so much but we're because of the nature of cane and rinse although we some you know we, we we invite other enthusiasts on whether they're professional or or amateur um if they know about and want to talk about the game and are uh, able to express themselves well enough we'll invite them on to the to the appropriate podcast but um because of the nature of cane and rinse we're we're just as interested in talking to actual developers and it's been very gratifying for us that we we know we've got listeners at some of the biggest um places in the world and we and we do have some industry connection now obviously we've got des who's worked in it josh is now doing that job um ryan has gone to work for nintendo of america we've got mikhil who used to work for nintendo of europe and and microsoft um but it but having said that like there's absolutely no kind of element of yeah, kind of arrogance or smugness about that. It's just kind of what happens by osmosis if that's your passion. Yeah. Um, and like, I think there are some people who I know who are enthusiasts and amateurs who are more interesting and, and qualified to talk about things than some of the people who are paid journalists. But those, those people have probably like absolutely thrown themselves at getting that job and, and fair and, you know, more power to them and fair play. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's kind of odd and it, sometimes it feels cliquey and incestuous but but at other times you realize it's just a lot of different people and some of them have had lucky breaks some of them haven't some of them have um yeah some sometimes it's serendipity sometimes it's um sometimes it's the like head hunting where where somebody's been so good at what they've done as, a, as an amateur that people have actually approached them and said you know do you want to do this for us yeah I, I get a lot of those sort of yeah, there's all sorts of routes yeah, I was sick of talking about my inbox in a way. Yeah, same with these computer game guys. It's fine. I'll rough it with these guys. It's like on the yeah, fringes. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird because I, I can remember back in the day when I first um, got approved to have an account on gamespress.com. <laughs> which, Hello. Yeah, and I was like, holy fuck, this, like, I've you know convinced someone that I'm like a real journalist. And, and I remember, um, and again, this is, a, this is a nice example of how these sort of tenuous links sort of happen is I was on a, this is the board of Biffo, which was a, a 
forum for fans of Mr. Biffo, who used to write uh, digitizer. In fact, well, still friend does of, now. Friend of, um, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And Andy Kelly, uh, then of PSM2. Oh, two, also friend of the three? show. I can't remember yeah, two. two, I think. Um, was also there, and he was like, oh, good, you've got access to some screenshots. Well done. <laughs> it is a bit like that and, uh, and yeah. yeah and also yeah having done a year where i was getting i was doing nearly all the reviews for one site mm. which got a gma nomination nice i say um it does gen genuine like the annoying thing that games journalists established games journalists do when when you're getting into it is they say oh you'll soon get sick of all these games landing on your doorstep <laughs> and you're like yeah right and then six months in it is absolutely true yeah. like because when you're getting like the Tour de France game and Ride to Hell Retribution <laughs> and you know you've got to play them for at least, you know, an hour or two yeah. minimum, yeah. Um, uh, it's it, it does lose some of its shine. So hence I've, I've been back out of it for a few mm-hmm. years, but um, but there are other ways and things. You don't have to do reviews. There are other there are other avenues. Yeah. If if you've got something to offer, yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird. You sort of you just meet people and they're nice, and then you sort of realise later, oh, actually, if I was fully on the outside, I'd probably consider them some sort of celebrity. Um, but then, oh, does that mean I'm sort of a celebrity? Which is bollocks, obviously. It does, Sean. Um, and you are. Yeah, thank you. But then, yeah, you like. Mm. But then, yeah, like I'll sort of explaining to people I work with that I do a podcast and, you know, I'll go to events and people will come and say hello to me and they can't fucking believe it. Probably, like, mostly because I'm just this weird knobhead in the office <laughs> and why would anyone want to talk to me? But do you know what I mean? Like, it's so alien to them, and but we just sort of take it for granted, I guess. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. It's weird. It's messed up. Um, on to the tweets. Yeah. If you want to tweet us, it's at mm. Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, Kurt Lewin uh, is in first. Angry underscore Kurt on Twitter. Will Leon be able to contain himself on the pod with Brighton being promoted? I think you've done quite well, Leon. Done all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've been, I've got to admit, I have been, you know, people have been tweeting me and stuff. And uh, I've been looking. Um, it, yeah, it's one of the greatest days ever. Uh, but yes, uh, I, I'm I, because I because I gave up drinking some years ago. Um, well, I didn't do what I would have done um, in times gone by and got you know gone out with my mates and got absolute shit faced. So I, I stuck to my stuck to my yeah. commitment to uh, this uh, this one of the I, mill banter I, I, cast. On, it's, it's not that we don't do that much banter. Um, actually, uh, um, uh, um, earlier I obviously not knew you coming on. on the show and I was thinking, oh, God, what's it going to be like after the game? And then I realised you don't drink, and I thought, okay, no, it'll be it'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> I like yeah, a slowing I'm, mess. I'm a dullard, I'm afraid, but. But no, it is uh, it is something that some, something happened today that I've genuinely been dreaming about for thirty three years of my forty four year life. So that is quite uh, quite a uh, momentous and, day from from and a also, point uh, of view. Brian got promoted, so that's not bad. Um, which Gareth Cutliff uh, on Twitter? Uh, which game on the Switch would you like to see a HD remaster of, uh, Sean? Wait, well, I mean, Skate Three, but does he, so? What does he mean? Like which? Does I mean, he mean what switch game would you like an HD remaster of, or which game would you like an <laughs> HD remaster of on the I think, Switch? I think it's the second one. Yeah, so which game would you like HD okay. remastered that would then be playable and purchasable on the Switch? Skate three has to be Skate three. Darren, Darren, Darren. Hello. Say Super Monkey Ball. Say Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> Goldeneye 007. Yes. <laughs> I imagine if Goldeneye 007 you don't mean, you don't got the HD <laughs> remaster, I'd be like Leon and not boozing and. Just doing a nice, calm podcast. It, we said, yes, um, we but said. Yes, no, Super Monkey Ball. I've been crying out for a Thank Switch you. version for well, for for a while now. Um, 
for for a couple yeah. of weeks with with HD Rumble. Oh yes, please. That Wait, monkey uh, fight I'm gonna feel better. That that seems quite doable. <laughs> it seems like that, that. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the thing that actually happened. Yeah, but Sega like yeah, and well, know, they're, they're hmm. just so weird, and they're they've, they've remastered Sonic Three on phones, but that's not a way to remaster Sonic Three. Be like removing your handlebars off your bike. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, I made your bike better. Yeah, How'd you do that by just... removing the back wheel? Like oh man, that's not better. That's I nearly just... included in the news. I nearly included the fact that Fez is getting an iOS port. Mm, I wonder how that's going to work. Has it got an on-screen c- control? It seems so. Can't really yeah. see that working. But anyhow, I, I... what was the question again? Uh, F zero. While Sega are at it. Yeah. F zero. F zero um, GX. What else can I say? Uh, it's about no, it's <laughs> you know yeah, that can't happen, happen Darren. get over <laughs> it um, I mean the, 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 the fundamental thing is that I want to play anything on Switch so anything I'll be happy with yeah. in all honesty Bayonetta 2 Not Bayonetta that. 2 yeah, yeah, so yeah. more people get to play it yeah right, um, Luke Cage H4H uh, this generation I've gone digital I do sometimes worry about the next PlayStation iteration that won't be backwards compatible have I made the right move well if it wasn't backwards compatible then going digital is neither here nor there is it it still wouldn't Nothing would still work. So yeah, I, I guess the so. box. Just keep the console. You don't have to just keep yeah. it exactly. This have is, a library yeah, of boxes. To, Darren said just, it. You know, just wheel them just out. Keep yeah. your consoles. Yeah, that's. I'm, I still have my 360 and PS3 plugged in because there are games on them that I like and are not available anywhere else. Yeah, I mean the you know the. <laughs> The heritage discussion around going digital is more what happens when the servers get turned off one day. If, yeah. Totally. I mean, that's that's yeah. the, the long-term worry but it, there. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's kind of a moot point because even if you've got the... you know, I've, I've had arguments with uh, physical media advocates, mm-hmm. and the, the, it's kind of a moot point because, yeah, okay, you might have the disc, but you don't have the finished game ever anymore yeah like you've got you've got a version of the game that was available at the point that the disc was pressed which isn't even you do yeah. not have the actual game so uh you yeah you have a license to play a version of the game that happened to be available at the time that they decided to release it <laughs> is not the same as having the game yeah. i'm afraid so yeah it's um yeah we just gotta hope and lobby and campaign for uh platform holders to keep their legacy services open i will say yeah it's weird that we're already and you know when the xbox one was announced and it was and you know all the the uh ferrari about that um and like and at the time it was it did feel like it was too soon to do like a digital only console which it kind of felt like that's sort of what they wanted to do whereas yeah like i i now feel that you know discs are pretty vestigial these days um, they're good for trading it's it's come down to that hasn't it buy things on that. discs that you don't think you'll keep yeah and mm. if you do keep them then fine or upgrade to digital and sell the disc anyway yeah. or trade them in it's like it's it's yeah mm. I, I, I don't think you've made the wrong or the right move luke you've made a move uh, yeah. uh, i think uh, the way <laughs> the way microsoft are doing it is feels like the right way the fact that they're getting all the a, a lot of the 360 games on this one xbox family in inverted commas mm. obviously with scorpio that's compared to xbox one games um they're doing xbox pass 
so it feels like we are with Microsoft you are starting to build a library of digital games um it's not quite iOS level yet with it doesn't matter what iPhone you get um you can pretty much play all the games obviously with new iPhones mm. um it's hard to play some of the old games and and whatever but I think Sony are doing it a totally different way I mean, in fact Sony's backwards compatibility setup is just I can't see it happening at all it's just um there's PlayStation mm. now but it feels like they've backed the wrong horse there uh, so yeah, yeah that's going to be interesting to see what I do there because for the Microsoft are doing what people want, keeping that library of games on your account, um, no matter what play Xbox you can play it on. Whereas Sony, they're expecting people to play you know, PS now, and, and no one's doing that. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting further down the line because obviously with PlayStation now is presumably easier to maintain. Like that system exists, and it's just you know it works through streaming video. So theoretically, any future playstation that comes out can do the older ps now stuff because it makes no difference Mm. whereas every time microsoft put out a new console if they want to maintain that backwards compatibility that's more work i guess so So, i feel like i'd still rather play really really accurate high quality emulation than streamed games but maybe that's just because the tech isn't quite but the the, the difference of how like microsoft's xbox pass xbox game pass are doing is that there was loads of games you know which is sort of like netflix of games but but you you have to download them you you don't stream the games like on playstation now so i think microsoft Mm -hmm. doing a little Mm -hmm. bit better in in that in that sense um the yeah, Sonic yeah, Mole, yeah. Um, one meter is roughly 4.17 Switch consoles long. Would doing a one meter poo be pleasurable or painful experience? Uh, also, is what? this a mid res? Is this a mid res? Is it a mid night resistance question? Yes, it is, Simon. It, it is. totally is. It is. And I, I think I did do a one meter poo, and it, it was. Would you have to be in the sea though um, to keep one it one meter. meter? Is it one meter consistently, or is it broken bits? Or- you can curl yeah. it. Yeah. It's got to be broken can, bits, surely. But if you're in the sea, then it can just be the, one the, long, like, goldfish poo. Depends <laughs> what you've been eating. The the um, Yeah, I did see a goldfish once which had a one-metre poo, well, in relative to its body size. How but, um, how long are your intestines again? They're like 15 metres or something, aren't they? Oh, like half. You can wrap them around the world. <laughs> oh, no, that's a whole human. It's a whole human. <laughs> Two and a half times around the world. If you, if you, if you pull a human apart into its, um, you know, component, bits mm-hmm. not not like atoms or you know, mm-hmm. cells but uh all the all the the bits that run through you apparently it does like wrap round i guess my question is who did that first tremendous <laughs> you know, to work that <laughs> yeah, out. figured that out sicko. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, for... <laughs> i did i did once do a poo that um that this is like 20 something years ago that um blocked the work toilet yeah and nice it was it was so epic yeah. that, that, shut the company um, down that the manager the manager it, it was a burger bar um, the manager was getting people to like one at a time off the shift to go and look at it, and uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I had to din- and like and that included me, what? and I was going, oh, that is a that is a whopper, isn't and it? Like, no, you're working for Don't say whopper at a burger yeah. bar. That's, that's like that's, that's sacrilegious. Say Big Mac. Now fuck off. You're it was, fired. It was an independent local chain that is still going, but. Um, <laughs> But I haven't worked there since nineteen. Is that what you called your shooting it in an independent local chain? Independent <laughs> 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 local chain in toilets. It's about meat and half long. It's in it like a like so, a sausage. To answer the question, it depends if you've got a push or not, right? If you can just relax and it just does its thing, then that's fine. Go as long as it wants. You definitely get a snap off in at least twice yeah. in one meter. <laughs> a snap off. 
Well, I'm glad yeah, we I'm came on now. Yeah. Um, it's all been worth it. This is why we brought yeah. you. Oh, poo's pleasurable though. I've never had a, I've had a painful one. I don't. I had uh, acute gastroenteritis last week, so oh, no, not all poos the, are pleasurable. The, okay, they're the words. No. That, even those words don't sound pleasurable. So okay. No. <laughs> if you're pebble dashing, it's probably not pleasurable. It was full on cannon fire it was it was yeah. um so, i mean i think my answer would be you know does my phone have battery or not if it doesn't it's painful if it does it's painful <laughs> all the way has anyone taken the switches on the toilet yet or are you, are you scared about um i probably have i can't remember my, mine's been at nintendo longer than it has been in my house at this point what about what about vr <laughs> have i vr on the toilet no because the cape- <laughs> See, I had this dis- discussion with myself when I got my Gear VR because I was like, there is no reason not to other than I just feel like I should. <laughs> but it's 2017, <laughs> Sean. That's exactly what you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine the photos. Imagine. Um, right, Phil King, in the TGCS uh, versus Kane and Rince fight, who would be the proposed matchups? Turners versus Ratso, etc. Or would it be a complete free-for-all? <laughs> I, I mean, there's way all. more of you guys than well, we'd win a free for so. It's two to one. It's almost three to one. Um, although two of ours are in America, three of ours are in America, and one's in Holland. So mm-hmm. that okay. You know, but if we did get like one together, I'm, I'm. But if it was, um, if it was round by round, uh, yeah. Well, Sonic Mole asked me earlier. Uh, no, not Sonic Mole. It was Nick Parton, composer of your your theme music. Um, oh. If if uh, if David and I went head to head you know who would come out on top and i said well he's millwall you know he's he's a londoner he's, <laughs> he's gonna kick he's gonna kick the shit out of me even though i don't don't reckon he's all that tasty but yeah um and i would like that to happen no i wouldn't <laughs> like him to kick the shit out of me but i would like to have I, I mean that, that could be like the headline actor like a egx if they had did like a panels and stuff yeah 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 that'd be good yeah, do I'll a live action gang beast Sumo can we do that title match yeah. yeah, we're all slightly tubby, tubby, podgy men, aren't we? We could just like throw each other over. I'm not rails and stuff. I'm lean oh, yeah. these days. Turner, is Turner's poo? is leaner than he was as well. Is that one yeah, meter poo? Yeah, one me, and Dave poo. Have, me and Dave have swapped on that front. We've, uh, <laughs> like, it's been a transfer. Um, <laughs> oh, definitely not James out there. I can't wait. <laughs> That's happening when he's all going to smash his face in, mate. I'll do him in. Or Farley. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I can't think how much. How much money can we raise for charity if we do this, do you reckon? A thousand pounds? By charity, do you mean our own pockets? Yeah. Do you think some people would still believe, as we were on stage giggling and you know, <laughs> play fighting, people would still think the beef was real? No, but I think it would have yeah, to be real at that so, point. We, it'd be joking all the way. I'm like, actually, no shit. We're in a ring. It might become we can't real. Let people people down. like crying watching it. Like, why are they fighting? <laughs> Because there's definitely there's definitely at least one of your listeners who thinks the beef it's is real. real. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, it but if, if like you know there's a big build up and it's like the headline actor EGX on on the panel day and we'd raise thousands for charity mm. and me and Darren are stripped to the waist in a ring, we'd have to go for it. <laughs> we'd present well, it as a real you, fight. You wouldn't want to let everyone down. Exactly. You'd feel silly if you didn't. With the Star Trek fighting music. I'm not sure DGX would be too happy about that about that being the headline <laughs> of their entire event. No, Red Red's still have it. Don't worry. Be... Oh, okay. I reckon we'd present it as or a real fight, listening. but we'd um See you we'd, next year. we'd end up just fucking each other. Like it would be like, yeah, come on, it's out <laughs> and then one of us would just take our pants down and be like, right, there we go. Yeah, but no, to, I, I always give a dick out when it's a fight, just because it, that, because that confuses the opponent, just to intimidate, yeah, confuses them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I always get my ass out when we're in a fight. So. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you also have your song goes. Rucksack on. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's in my work. And, and yeah, dicks out. Lap pack, uh, laptop, backpack, fight. <laughs> um, last email, Mike. Uh, Mike Petit 89 uh, on Twitter. Ken and Vince Boys, what are your favourite lookbacks you've done and how would you improve the computer game show? I didn't see that last bit. <laughs> well, we already have. Yeah, I was um, say, this is it. The take definitely get rid of all the shit like the last 10 minutes we did about shit and fighting. I mean, that's just bollocks, isn't it? Like, anyone can do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we do it every week. Yeah. Exactly. Well, what's your favourite look back, Leon? Because I don't really know what it means, so I want to hear your answer first, and then I'll answer based I on think, yours. I think he means our favourite, the, the, you know, the games we've basically. covered for Kane oh, and Rince. Yeah. Doesn't have an eye in it, by the way, Mike. All of them? Well, it does, in Rince, but not in Kane. Um, I, yeah, I've, it's weird. Like, I like listening to the podcast that I wasn't on the most, as, as I'm sure most of the listeners do, but um, <laughs> and I get to play along with the show, and, and that's always fun. But in terms of um, the ones I've been on, I guess I get the most excited about doing the games that I love the most. So I, I do have a lot of affection for um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night and uh, the, the Mega Drive Mickey Mouse games and stuff like that. But actually, some of I think some of our most interesting podcasts have been um, not necessarily the games that were the ones we love the most, but the ones that prompted the most. I think my um, favourite, kind of I wasn't on discussion. it, but my favourite look back was when Carl and Josh argued about Uncharted's combat and um, <laughs> they actually had a proper argument about it and I was like oh this is I don't think we argue enough on Kane events I think we're a bit too laid back and, but when those two are like actually going at it like actually I think you'll find that the AK-47 does drop 0.5 millimeters per second on the drop rate. I was like yeah <laughs> come on let's have barely punch each other in the face this is great um, yeah. there's a good yeah. um, on a similar theme I think it's the Halo 4 episode I think I think it's oh, Josh yeah. and Carl. Oh, I can get a word in on that one. Yeah, but if you read the box no. and Josh, he's like, "No, fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carl, Carl got a bit arsy about the fact that um, the fact that I I said the expanded Halo universe fiction was bullshit. Without having read it, which which you know he has a point because I, I I do I do I do um I do uh, criticize other people for criticizing things that they have no experience of, but yeah um yeah so he had a point but, there. Um, but, an um, actual answer. Yeah, no, I I know some people would like us to get more heated on the show, but I I get so bored of listening. Yeah, to I know what you mean. Like, if it's genuine, that. actual like the you know Discord or discourse or you know, actual debate, it's actually quite exciting to listen to. But in terms of a podcast that I've been on. The Conquers by the Third Day one, in which Chris Siebel listened to it and, you know, DM me. Oh, it was a yeah. good podcast. Cheers, mate. I was like, yes, fucking. <laughs> yeah, we've had, we've had some amazing stuff like that, like Dennis Dyack contacting us after the. Oh, um, God. The, the, uh, Two Human and Eternal Darkness shows and, yeah. um, knowing that, um, yeah, Silent Hill, Tom Hewlett, executive producer. Um, he, I'm interviewing him soon. Stuff like that. Knowing that Valve and people from Criterion and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Listen, that's amazing. So yeah, there was is, a, there was uh, a very good recently. There was a very good episode about Gone Home, yeah. which got retweeted by the devs. That's very true. That, that was, was nice. that, I did. I loved that show, and I wasn't oh, on it, you. and I I played along with the show, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, slapped backs all round. Cheers. Yeah, I mean, what, what, I really especially on this show, we, we get you know the pool of Mister Crab too. Um, <laughs> they listened, and you got those guys that um, put David in their game for some un yeah godly um, reason. Big, uh, big the, pixel, uh, yeah, um, yeah, respawn all all the biggies. Um, that's it for the questions, and that, that's it for this week's show. If you want to tweet us, it's uh, Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, um, all the rest of them. Uh, we'll be back next week with. A regular host David Turner's and, and Farley back as well, uh, no doubt. Mm. 
We hope, unless he unless he maybe has to do something for yeah. work. Who knows? Or maybe it's like maybe David <laughs> Wakes is like a Broadchurch repeat. Another ATV drama. Am I? Oh, because that yeah, <laughs> rubbish banter. Um, uh, Darren and uh, Leon, have you got anything you want to plug or or say? I think they just we have. did a podcast on Gone Home. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. <laughs> Canerince.com. If if there's a game you've ever enjoyed and you like to hear people talking about it seriously without swearing or poo jokes generally, um, just Google Canerince and the title of the game and you'll find our podcast. And if you like that one, then subscribe and listen to yeah. the rest. Also, Sound of Play, which is games music. And uh, that's gaining interaction. Also, if you love a variety of music in your ears every can Wednesday. I, um, can I plug um, Danny O'Dwyer's No Clip documentaries on YouTube? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah, the Doom one; it was fantastic. Oh, Spelunky one's yeah. brilliant, and I'm just halfway through the Witness one. It's um, yeah, I, yeah. I watched the Witness one today; it's really good. Uh, it's like indie game, the movie, but you know, more than one film. It's yeah, it's uh, it's high quality. <laughs> um, yeah, Kane and Rince fodder, basically. You know that that kind of mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. is what you know. We well, I guess we kind of strive for with Kane and Rince, and I just yeah, I watched a few of them today, and I was like, Danny O'Dwyer's the man. Watch his stuff on YouTube. Yeah, he's he's just been in Tokyo for a week or two do, doing some filming. I'm not, I can't quite remember who he's been talking to, but yeah, uh, well, whatever's going to be over there, I'm sure it'd be great. He, he all, all the stuff he's done, you know, uh, since leaving uh, Gamesport, I think it's been fantastic. Yeah, mm. awesome. Um, well, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for living it. I guess. Uh, okay, <laughs> goodbye. It feels weird, doesn't it? It does. It feels dirty <laughs> and, and, and not even in a good way. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for having us.